Yo, what's up, guys? How's it going? I hope you're ready. I hope you're psyched for the great community debate. We're here with another group up podcast. And once more, I brought some awesome people along to try and make this as fun and as exciting as possible. So without further ado, let me introduce everyone from bottom right. First up, my man Stylosa. I got more Brits here for once than Americans. So what hey. up, Stylosa? <laughs> How you doing? Very, very good. In the top right from your POV is Faria. Faria, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, awesome. Loving the the keyboard in the background as well and all the music that you've been putting out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. In the top left, we got Skiesti, who is kind of the brainchild of this of this debate. So <laughs> shout out Skiesti. Hi, thanks for being here, I guess. <laughs> awesome. And in last but not least, again, another Brit. I bookended it with Brits. It's unsalted salt. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, delighted to have you guys all here. I'm sure chat is all very excited. Most of you guys are probably from unsalted salt's chat. Thanks to the raid. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's get right into the discussion. This podcast is going to be mostly on the community kind of things that we think about the Overwatch community, uh, systems, player behavior, how we think it could be improved and things like that. But I think important, first of all, to set up some context and that context would be guys, how do you think the Overwatch community compares to other games that you've played in or witnessed from the outside looking in? And to start things off, I want to take it to my man Stylosa, because I think, Sty, you've been kind of like the, one of the OG content creators of Overwatch. You've seen it grow. You've seen the community take shape, and you've seen other games come and go. So I how have, do you feel yeah, about like, this? I, I think, so the, the main difference is I became, like, I suppose I became a community figure in Overwatch. Every other game that I've played. I haven't had that level of uh, exposure. Like for a start, I wasn't really making any content, uh, but for Overwatch, I was. So things are a little bit different, I think, from like my perspective. Um, things can be different just because they see Stylosa in the game, which by the way, you don't see Stylosa in the game because all of my accounts, and I don't even have an account called Stylosa. And there's quite mm. a few reasons for that. Um, so <laughs> you guys, well, you guys will definitely get this being streamers, but like you, so you, you, there's two ways you get this. You, there's the, the A or the B way, right? And the A way will be, hey, that's Sty. I'm going to really try. Now, they might be on the enemy team, and this is bad news. If they're on your team, <laughs> that's good news. But generally, it's the B option, and it's, I, oh, I'm going to be on YouTube. I'm going to be on whatever. And then they mess the game up, and it is really frustrating. Like, honestly, super frustrating. I, I do think, though, that I've been quite lucky. Like, I haven't had to deal with any kind of... Uh, no abuse or anything thrown my way uh, in, in that regard, but definitely just because it's stylosa, people just take the piss, basically, which is really frustrating. So I've probably funded Overwatch 2 development with name changes. I'm right <laughs> all, probably. It's uh, a pain of the ass. But how do you feel about and the community and, more and, generally? And Sorry, go ahead. And I start talking as well, because th this is really bad for me. So what I, what I started to do was change the name of my accounts to, you know, like random names like Steak Bake. Everyone loves a Steak Bake from Greg's, right? All the Brits know True. that. True. Yeah. Um, but people would suit, like, you know, a few videos on YouTube. Everybody knows, oh, all right, that's Stylosis. So if they see me in a game, they come after me. So then I started using the generic names. You know when you rename your account, it'll be like Hidden Pants or whatever. And there's like, there's millions of those accounts. So it, you can hide. You can't because as soon as you start speaking, oh, mm. is is that who I think it is? So I even actually I even had um, uh, a voice modulator for a while, but then I was like, this is ludicrous. Like, what am I actually doing here? Like, I'm 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 modulating my voice. I'm changing my name. What the hell, <laughs> man? Yeah, actually, I'll I'll take this over to Faria because Faria, you seem to kind of be nodding along a lot and feeling feeling that on a spiritual level. 
Oh god, yeah. I've I've tried the voice changer thing. It's so hard because you're like switching it off for chat and then you're like putting it back on, and then like I sound like Kefri if I <laughs> if I put oh, on my voice oh, changer. It's yeah, yeah. It's like it's not good either way. And so um, I don't know. I I try not to talk, but then it's just like I I want to talk, so it makes it real hard. And uh, yeah, no, I totally get what you mean when someone comes on and they say like hey like uh it, it's this person i'm gonna i'm gonna like just throw flour everywhere and we're gonna make a big commotion it's, it's the tension <laughs> yeah and yeah, I, I guess know. Like, I sorry, like... Sorry, but like for you guys like you're streaming the game i'm not streaming the game so oh, yeah. where's the streamer protection blizz what are you doing you know what i mean uh, it's all not these, existent. It's... <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah they're all you guys straight away like what the hell's going on like well why isn't that in the game some kind of name changing, some kind of yeah, like yeah. queue scrambler, like that would be so helpful. But I don't know. I've I've been a lot more active on the quick play side of Overwatch lately, and I've taken a step back from comp, and things have gotten way better. But and it kind of reminds me of how um, how Apex's you know environment and community are, where they're just more laid back and more friendly, because somehow overall they're more. Um, they're more accepting of pubs, right? They're more accepting of the more casual side of things. And they're not like, you know, it's all or nothing. You play comp or I'm not watching or like you're, you're, you're not good. <laughs> and it just, just baffles me, man. Yeah, that kind of gets to the, to the crux of what I wanted with this question as well. Because, you know, we will definitely talk about, you know, streamer modes, streamer protection, things like that. But I'm curious to hear your guys' general opinion on the community as a whole, not just as, you know, content creators who experience the community in your games, but your perception of the community. So, Unsalt Salt, I'm going to throw this over to you, man, because, you know, Furia talked about, our, you know, maybe Apex is a bit more accepting of, like, a more casual general player. You're quite the hardcore competitive grinder. How do you feel about what we've been talking about? Overwatch community is trash. And it's, <laughs> it is the worst community I've ever been a part of and that's like not even a overstatement because i'll give i'll give you an example uh i was a 30 viewer streamer at the time i would have racist comments back like all the time but i would never do anything i would never say anything and like i brush it off because it's just like whatever you know but then like on twitter there's actually dedicated like people who are I don't know, it's weird, because if someone makes a hate comment, a lot of people jump on it, even though they don't actually hate you. It's like a very sheep, like-minded thing. You know, like, it's. I'll give you an example as well. Um, the football, you know, England, how, like, that all the horrible stuff yeah. that happened. A lot of people that were there that I knew personally that were a part of it, they just said, oh, yeah, we just tried to push him because everyone else was doing it. Like, it's crazy. Like, when a lot of people do it, you just go along with it. And... Like, people don't realize how um, it can affect someone's mental, especially. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say compared to other um, games like Call of Duty, Apex, um, Valorant, I think, yeah, you have, like, those idiots, like, 12-year-old kids that say stupid shit. But in Overwatch, it's more like 17-year-old kids, 18-year-old kids still doing it. And I don't know, I feel like, I don't know what it is with Overwatch. I think it's because it's such a closed community in high elo where everyone always is a, a little reach away from, you know, queuing into each other. I think that's what makes it so volatile at the same time. 
But yeah, I I I dislike the Overwatch community a lot <laughs> most of the time. So just to fill in any context, because you know you mentioned the football, and some our our, our North American friends or non Europeans might not know that basically uh, there was the Euros, which is a a big football tournament, soccer tournament that takes place in Europe, and you know the UK was hosting it this year, and or the finals, and a bunch of fans kind of broke through uh, illegally and and got into the stadium. And so that's what Unsalt Assault was referring to in terms of like the mob mentality of how it kind of how these things happen. Skiesti, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about or watch as a community, especially first of all, in light of other games maybe that you've been a part of? So uh, I have to agree the Overwatch community is uh, not great, that's for sure. And that's like an understatement. I before Overwatch, I was never really in like any kind of like communities or anything like that i just kind of like played the game with friends i was like you know whatever not not that big of a deal um but being in the overwatch community it's so weird the kind of like the small things that people end up putting a target on your back for i remember like I've definitely uh, shared some of my experiences on like Twitter or whatever because I'm like, this is like unreal and I don't know how we for some reason feel like it's acceptable to be treated certain ways in this community because people are just so vicious. But then you get comments saying like, oh, you're a snowflake or oh, this community is worse or, you know, like all this other stuff. And it's not, it's not being like a snowflake for wanting to be treated like a decent human being in a community like some of these overwatch players are like they hurl verbal abuse like it's absolutely nothing or they just treat people like less than human just because they oh don't like the hero they're playing or they don't like how they're playing or they don't like the person for some reason well you don't really know that person like so how could you feel that way or how do you feel like that's justified in treating someone in such a way it's just insane the kind of stuff that like a lot of people on ladder have to deal with both streamers and just people that play on ladder I, it's just it's so ridiculous mm -hmm. i think i think like if you look at the game there's some fundamental design issues with the game so the one thing I always like to say with Overwatch is it's very easy to throw the game on your own, but it's almost impossible to carry on your own. Now, what this does is it means you focus on whoever is the problem in the game. We all do this, and sometimes we might even be the problem. So if you notice there is somebody who is a, uh, I don't know, an off-meta one trick, and they shouldn't be playing Symmetra in whatever meta, although they should probably now. But anyway, if they wasn't, then you'd be like, uh, maybe this is the reason why we're losing this game. It might not actually be the reason, but it it is in your head it's the most obvious glaring issue so what tends to happen is players look at that and they're like i don't like that and then they get on the mic and they're like oi symmetra get off that hero change your hero get on this other hero that's not meta and this is a problem with the game and i guess this is answer to this is let's go 5v5 to reduce the number of players <laughs> so it happens less but i just think honestly um it, it puts the onus on like you, you don't look at yourself really i mean you should do if you want to improve at the game, you guys all know this, you, you look at yourself, you look at your own performance and you go, what are the things I could have done here, which, you know, I'm, you know, maybe a VOD reviewing or whatever. Most players don't know. They just go, this guy's playing Reinhardt and he shouldn't be. Let's just go at him. 
and then they just go into the next game. And the problem you guys get is because when you get high elo, you just end up meeting them over and over again, and you don't want them in your game, and they don't want you in the game. And it's just it's crazy. It's like it, it's like a crucible of it's like a cauldron of just it, it feeds itself. So I don't know, like the Overwatch community itself. Like I think the wider community, like the massive Overwatch community, because you've got to remember it's massive. Hardly anyone plays it anymore. So it's absolutely <laughs> massive. And they love to say, you know, hey, we've got 50 million active users. That probably means they click on it in Battle.net and look at the menu screen and go, oh, I wonder what this skin is for this event. That's cool. And they log off. They don't, they're not playing the game actively. You can see that with increasing queue times and, and all of that stuff. So you've got a massive community, which is a game which is at the end of its lifespan, waiting for its major update with Overwatch 2. This expansion pack and you're hoping it brings back all the lapsed players and then you've got a, a you know an even bigger community there again so i think the wider community itself is maybe not too bad but the way especially competitive is designed and the way the game's designed it forces you into and everybody into this um i don't want to say it's if, if if you're looking for blame i think it just all comes back to the simple thing of you're sort of it's dead easy to throw but it's very hard mm. to carry on your own and totally agree. It, yeah. it gets super frustrating at times. Um, you know, because we, we've all been there, right? Where you, you, you're having like brilliant games, but you're losing time and time again. It's like, what? You know why you lose those games. Maybe it isn't you. Maybe it's that person who was just on your team. And then you queue into them again and again. Okay, you can avoid them. But all of this, it's like you antagonize each other. You know, I, I just think the game, it doesn't really do a very good job at trying to. It, the systems in the game don't really diffuse this type of atmosphere that gets built and everybody feels stressed out of their mind playing the game as well which shouldn't be the case the game i, I know i'm going a bit rant here but the game shouldn't stop you you shouldn't think to yourself i'm not playing this game anymore because you, you don't want to play the game like you should come off the game when you just think yeah i'm, I'm tired of this now sort of thing not like oh, i can't I'm not playing this anymore you know mm. <sighs> it's frustrating no, I let it all out, Stan. Let it all out. No, yeah, I, I know, but like that doesn't account for like you know racist, sexist abuse, all of that. None of that should be in the game, you know. And you can go even deeper and start looking at things like why are you even, why can you type certain things into the chat? Why is oh, this yeah. not blocked out? Yeah. Why is, I mean, freedom of speech goes so far, but certain phrases and words you will only use in certain situations. So what is going on? You know. I watched this uh, documentary, um, not documentary, this talk by a game designer who works on a bunch of really social games where the goal is to get a lot of strangers and take them from that point of being total strangers and guide them through the processes of building rapport and trust and getting to the point where you can have them, you know, um, working t towards a common goal and, you know, you can, you can have them talk and maybe divulge more personal information and still be okay. But I think where Overwatch makes a vital mistake is having that voice chat be so front and center to the gameplay experience to be able to communicate what you need to communicate because when that rapport isn't there and you have a bunch of strangers and they're talking it's so easy for someone to latch on to like say like a kid who who sounds um who who sounds really really young or like a a person with like a really feminine voice or or whatever it might be and it's really easy for them to hone in on that and just target them and i'm gonna harken back to apex a little bit again but apex <laughs> had this in their game design where they made it so that they could have a complete uh, communication system if the person had no mic whatsoever. So they tested their communication system with without any microphone and it works, right? It's this comprehensive ping system. And if Overwatch had that, 
maybe maybe some of the toxicity might dissolve a little bit. Overwatch used to have a ping system in early development, and then it just never yeah. got pursued. That's a I shame. don't know why, but mm. I, I, yeah. I, I think they said that Overwatch 2, they are looking at a ping system again, so we'll see. Yeah, they've made noises about a ping system. But those are like mm. two or three interesting, kind of related but different points about how the nature of the game itself kind of encourages this. So we have the fact that it's, it's probably one of the most team-reliant games ever, at least yeah. to be popular, at least that I can think of if not the most. And then obviously, on top of that, like we said, the, the deficiencies in some of the well, systems no, I'll itself. That. I don't think it's team-reliant. It's role-specific reliant. Because you look at Valorant, you look at CSGO, they're all team-reliant. You, But you do have the carry potential, yeah? One person can literally kill the whole team. You mm -hmm. can't do that in Overwatch. If you're not engaging 6v6, you, you're going to lose that fight, right? It's very mm -hmm. rare you're going to win, unless you've you know, got some ult you can pull out of the bag, but... Yeah, I guess the autonomy of each individual player is slightly lower. And I guess before uh, I take this over to Ski Estier and Salted Salt, I just wanted to say is maybe this is why, again, as Stylose alluded to, we're going towards 5v5, where the idea being, you know, one less player, easier for you to kind of have a bigger impact as a as the individual player. Maybe that has some aspect on or some impact on how frustrated people get with each other. But uh, either Ski Estier and Salted Salt, how do you guys feel about... Does the game systems itself kind of encourage a lot of this toxicity or... Well, I mean, yeah, Bronski, I think. Oh, sorry. I mean, there was something that I wanted to touch on really quickly that uh, kind of, I think, related to what Stavis was talking about. But uh, the idea of, like, having, like, a hero choice or something like that be very easy to blame and, like, kind of like a scapegoat situation. But something that kind of goes hand in hand with that is, like, people have bad games and they make mistakes, right? But sometimes you make one mistake and that's the kind of impression that ends up sitting with someone else in your game and then that person in your game tells all the people that they know and then that just gets spread around and you end up having this image of yourself based on like this one bad game that you had or this one mistake that you made that might have like cost around or something like that and it is so unforgiving even to the point where like there are people on twitter who will take screenshots of other people's profiles and be like, oh, let's see if we can get this person, like, down to diamond. Like, they're not a good player. Like, they're, you know, this, they're that. And people seem to agree with it and encourage it and follow it. And I think that's kind of the same thing with, like, the whole, like, I know some streamers and stuff, like, kind of allude to it, but no one really, like really talks about it is that whole like intless thing in a bunch of discords like people do that and that's like you know all of that gets based on like one mistake or one like some image that someone has of you or someone doesn't like you and that stuff just spreads and it's so unforgiving like once the overwatch community sticks you with some kind of like label or some kind of image that stays and people get influenced by that so, i've actually like, i've got a really like i've got a, a very similar example here from an ancient game called everquest so this was an mmo from years oh, ago the jeff, right? the jeff OG. i'm old enough to have played this yeah yeah jeff loves this so uh um i <laughs> there was a website called worst of eq.com now this website cataloged the players who would perceived to be not good at certain levels of the game because in everquest you'd group together so you, you know you'd, you'd form a group you'd go off into a dungeon or whatever but 
it wasn't like World of Warcraft where everything was an instance. It, everything was just in the overworld. So everybody could interact with it. So you'd go out with your group. And if you had a person on your, you know, in your group, which maybe you hadn't had before, and this person made a mistake, then you didn't like that mistake and it cost you hours of progress. That person gets removed from the group and then they're literally, it's like a mugshot of their character. <laughs> it would be screenshotted and uploaded to this website. And it was like, avoid this person at all costs. And that would heavily wreck that person's enjoyment of the game because it takes hundreds of hours to level in the game. So you can't just start again sort of thing. But the point I'm trying to make, a little bit of a convoluted point, but it's this happens, I think, at all the highest levels of most communities. And it's not great. It shouldn't happen. There should be ways of fixing this, especially in this day and age. You know, it's very obvious where, especially if you look at Twitter, like specific accounts, as you say, it surely can't be difficult to look at these accounts, then try and cross-reference them with what they're doing within your game, for example. I mean, obviously, Blizzard don't have any jurisdiction over Twitter. They can't go out and say, remove these Twitter accounts and whatever. But they could use it as a tool, right? And it could be part of a tool for looking at ways of getting rid of bad actors out of the community or at least trying to solve some of the issues that they, they have. Yeah, I think that's kind of the key to this is because I think some people watching will be like, oh, boo-hoo, you know, bad stuff happens, guys. Like, what are you crying about? You know, people yeah. are bad, so what? But, mm. you know, I think what we really have to get to is maybe the deeper the deeper reasons of, A, why it happens, and B, how we can kind of mitigate it. You can't You can't stop it from happening, period, right? People will be dickheads, period. But how do we mitigate it? How do we kind of... How does the game facilitate systems that makes their impact and makes their frequency as minimal as possible. Um, and Salt, I wanted to ask you, because, you know, you've kind of had some some beef recently, like Reddits and subreddits, and I know you've been harassed a lot. So how do you feel about these things that we're talking about here, where kind of impressions carry and people start, uh, you know, inting your games for perceived slights? I've got this... <laughs> I have so many experiences. I, I go through this every single day. I'll give you an example. Me and Beaver were playing a game, and um, my other tank, for some reason, Beaver says to him, I'm going to, uh, Salt, can you give this guy some guidance? He, that's, that's all he said. And the guy got so angry, and he just started rolling off the map with Hamster. Uh, and then he just started saying some weird stuff, and I was like, bro, what is wrong with you? And a fast forward, I got him the next day, and he just started, like, hyping some, like, just toxic stuff and then after that the whole team joined in so it's i don't know i i think i agree with style uh stylosa the part is that you keep running into the same people to so any uh negative experience you you have with that person it carries on and therefore like if you beat him you're like yeah you know take that you know and then like if you lose you're like oh you hate him even more because you don't want to lose to them and I agree, there's like no place in GM or top 500. I play at 2, 2 p.m. and it might be morning for NA because I play in NA. Um, but I run into the same 12 people for like at least two hours straight. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm either going to get farmed for two hours or I'm going to farm. And SR wise, you know, it's not that bad. But if there's any bad experience between those players, it's, it's going to be a toxic pile of mess. I think that's just amplified by lack of people playing the game as well at that level. Like, yeah. I know there's always going to be a lack of people, but now there's even more lack of people playing the game. And so 
it just gets worse and worse and worse. And the only way to cure this is to release new content. It, well, it's to release Overwatch 2, basically. So th this is like, you know, <laughs> this is this is the thing, right? You know, I remember back in uh, back in 2019 at BlizzCon seeing Overwatch 2 and thinking, well, you know what? This must be fairly close to being finished. You know, what they showed us mm -hmm. was a very nice vertical slice of the game. Check out this mission. Hey, this looks great. Okay, talents didn't look good at the time. And you're thinking, this ain't, this is, this is probably 18 months away and we're going to get this. And then obviously we find out it's not. But the, the question is like, how long can you keep going as a community and taking those hits, like keep taking the hits over and over again. And it's, um, I mean, you see it even from, you know, from our perspective with content creators, you see them, you see them moving. I think um, like, I love Holly. I think she's great. But one of the things that made me laugh with Holly is they used her to open BlizzCon, BlizzCon yeah. online. And then <laughs> a day later, by the way, I'm leaving guys. Well, yeah, yeah, that's because there's no reason to really grind away at the game. Um, because, well, there, obviously there is a reason, but it's the you feel like you're in it together, sort yeah. of thing, right? You know, you ecosystem. Don't want fail, yeah. Can I like for World of Warcraft? Like, if you're like top 500 or anything, you get like amount armor, you get so much stuff. For like top 500 players in Overwatch, you just get a spray. Yeah. You get like, a spray and an icon. On, I'm like, if they like, if they implemented more rewards as well, I think it would give a reason for the grind. But yeah, sorry, yeah, carry on. No, no, I think, I think, yeah, th this is the thing. Like, and this is why we're all waiting for Overwatch Two. I know I keep banging on about it, but it's what are the reward systems going to be for competitive? You know, th there needs to be something. There's got to be something. But the, like through a reward system, you can kind of control the way players act as well. There's a lot of ways they can control the way players act in competitive, but they, they just don't. Like at the moment, it is, it is literally a free-for-all. You know, you're just going in there and you're just hoping that you don't get the trash players on your team. And if you get them, oh, well. And trash, by the way, I don't mean bad as in skill-wise. I just mean as in like... Um, Garbage humans. Yeah, like or they, they have beef with you. It's like, what? You know what I mean? It's like we, you join competitive to play together to win the game. That's it. Or yeah, it should again. be it. I mean, if, uh, geez, you know what? Go, go, Jeff, Jeff put a bloody video out. Do you remember? A dev update going, guys, please don't be toxic to each other. That shows you that they have they had no clue how to deal with it. I, could, I mean, I couldn't believe it when I seen that. Guys, sorry. Don't, don't, don't be nasty to each other. Let's play together. <laughs> no, there's so, many, there's so many good points there. I kind of want to you know, unpack all of them in turn. I think... Again, the, the the point I'd like to go to first is the staleness of the community. I think it definitely trickles down. Like obviously, CST and on Salty Salt, you guys are far better players than I am. So you sit there in top 100, and you know you guys can, you have that experience where it's just like, well, you literally are in the same lobby with 12 people. But even so, I've been trying to grind my alt roles out of like uh, diamond and out of plat, and even in diamond and plat, I get sometimes the same people playing my games. I get way more cheaters than I've ever done. Like in those in those elos, like you know. Even in, like when I was Hardstock Master, I was like, yeah, fine. I'm, I'm close enough to GM that maybe I'm getting cheaters. But now in Diamond, I'm getting cheaters. Plats, you're getting a lot of cheaters. So I think the staleness of the community really uh, is trickling down. And I think I want to go back to a point Stylosa made earlier about, okay, well, there's Twitter and, you know, maybe Blizzard could do something with the Twitter accounts and find a way to link them and find a way to police them. So the kind of broader philosophical question I want to ask you guys is how much do you want your game to kind of reach out and actively try to weed people out because i want to give the example of valorant for example which has a sort of controversial element where two two things firstly they have their anti-cheat system which is always running on your pc right and a lot of people were 
kind of red flagging over this when it when it first came out. And I think they've kind of toned it back a little bit. But still, the idea is there's a sort of external program that runs on your PC and people were like, whoa, I don't want this thing running all the time and collecting my data and monitoring what I'm doing. That's that's an infringement on my privacy. And then the other thing they've done is added, uh, they're basically recording all communication that goes on within the game, right? So they have access to all voice communication that's gone on. And if there's a report, if they think something happened, they're going to go back in, they're going to listen to it, and they're going to say, okay, this person was was being you know abusive, was being a bigot or whatever. And then they kind of clamp down on that. But again, the counter argument people are saying is, well, I don't, I don't want another, you know, a third party company recording all my conversations like that's out of line. So how do you guys feel about that? Free, I'm going to take it to you. How do you feel about that kind of philosophical issue? Man, I just I just wish that bands actually did something because you could have someone firing out like abuse, like a Gatling gun. You could have a person who's on voice chat 24 seven and just constantly mad at everybody. And it's just like this torrent of sewage, it's like sewage treatment water. And it's just, it's horrible. And then, and then you report them and everybody reports them. And, and then they get, they get silenced for two weeks. And it's like, hmm, okay, that Wait, sucks. Uh, actually, something that's very funny that you said that. Yeah. Okay, I said something silly in match chat. I said, your Doomfist makes me want to, you know, fist myself. That's exactly what I said from quote to quote. <laughs> and then I got banned for two weeks. What? I was like, I was like suspended for two weeks. I was like, no I was like what? No, that's just a little self-love. Yeah. But, well, yeah, that's I, the problem, right? How can they differentiate between when it's malicious and when it isn't and it's just it it, it 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 is a massive can of worms i mean you, you yeah. ultimately end up with go on sorry just interrupt me if i'm talking just interrupt no, me no, go. Go, go yeah i mean i was gonna say it's like that's not even like the worst of like what people have said you got banned or suspended or whatever for that and people say much worse like i like just as like a general overview there are times when people end up verbally like hurling verbal abuse towards me so badly that like people have to sometimes leave my stream because even they can't handle it and it's so insane that you end up getting what like two weeks you said for that whereas people who do so much worse both on voice and off voice like don't get anything you see them like the next couple days and they're just still doing the same stuff what would you like the game to kind of do in your ideal world? Me or I, I, anyone? Salted, so, you go. You, you go first, and then Skiesti maybe next. I would love for them to have <laughs> the phone number thing is good for top five hundred. But I feel like I'm not exactly sh sure what they could do in it, but um, they should add implement a system where you can only play on one account by creating something for example i don't know uh if you want to play online you know make overwatch free to play and then give it a subscription based or something so like every season you got to pay i don't know i'm not i'm not sure about pricing but yeah and that might like lower down on the people just making alt accounts numerous accounts all the time alt accounts cheating everything like that or you know maybe you need a phone number but on top of that you need to confirm your email and then on top of that you got to confirm something else you know like it would be nice if they had like a confirmation system. So if this person does turn out to be racist or, you know, hacks, their whole, you know, 
they have to go through this whole system of doing multiple things, so it's even more difficult to do it, I guess. I and don't know to... what game it was for. I think I think South Korea has a system where they verify you using your social <laughs> your social um insurance number or something like that. So it's like yeah, that would be one, make account. Well, in yeah, South Korea, cheating is actually like uh, you oh. go to jail for cheating in yeah. video games. So like the it's more extreme over there how they respond to gaming, obviously because the culture of gaming is much farther along. But again, that that's kind of one aspect of right? like how deep would you like your game to go stylos and skiesti as well like what would you guys want to see implemented for example well i mean like consorted said it i mean you have like a face it system right would be pretty good for top 500 play so even if you were just breaking down like you know you guys want to play the game you want to play it competitively you want to play it at a high level there should be repercussions if people go into that atmosphere and throw the match they don't care why they're throwing the game but if they throw it now this is where it gets difficult because what constitutes throwing in overwatch because to a lot of us, it would be playing a very off-meta hero in a very weird way, forcing the team to play in a stupid way, which we don't deem to be meta. That would be throwing. But is that actually throwing? This is the problem Overwatch has always had as a game. I mean, you go way back to the, the beginning of Overwatch. You could just have six Winstons. Well, I mean, you have four <laughs> Winstons and two Lucios. What the frig is that? You, uh, six Tracers contesting Li Zhang over and over and over again. I remember ZP killing himself, trying to comment. And it's just like, what, what is this? You know... This is not good, Blizzard. We're telling you it's not good. Everybody's telling you it's not good. And it took some time because, guys, in our ideal world, we want you to be able to do what you like, play what you like. Everything is viable. But it's not, is it? And we've seen throughout the years these things have changed. You've seen roll queue come in, which at the time might have been a good idea. Now, who knows? But you started to see them step back where you could only have one hero on your team instead of having multiple heroes. Um, so there are changes in that way. But in terms of like a payment block to stop people playing comp through battle pass systems and all of that. Like this is just, all of that depends on whatever the monetization system is of Overwatch 2, because we simply don't know. I think Apex is a good comparison here as well. Um, yeah. And I think one of the main things with Apex is the casual mode is identical to the competitive mode. You've just got a ranking competitive. So what this means is you can happily play the casual mode and it's totally fine. Everybody loves to see it. It's the same game. It isn't playing some random mystery heroes game when everybody wants you to play competitive. You get what I'm saying? Like, so the game is the, the game is, I mean, I know Apex has got its various modes that it has, but it is more conducive to that experience of you can play it's it's quick play, quote unquote, which is just it's unranked, or you can play its ranked mode, and it is the same game. The the rules are the same. And I think that goes a long way to conditioning the community how to act and play. Skiesti, how do you feel about that? I think... Oh, yeah. I guess I have a few thoughts. So, one thing that personally I'd really like to see Blizzard put time and effort into is, like, obviously some kind of uh, streamer mode, like I know other games have, which I feel like even just doing that would definitely do something because like for me if i play on my main account and especially if i play it on stream like people see my name and they're like they know who that is and they can attack you then yeah they can target. straight up find you come into your stream and just be idiots exactly um, so even you know what just my like... question would be how hard would it be for a, a streamer mode surely that would not it take really much development. shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be that hard to make it 
harder for people to recognize that it's us because I end up having like, like I end up having one hell of a time because yeah, like people see my name and they're like, oh, we don't think that she should be in our ELO. We don't think she should be playing with us. And so people see my name and they're like, oh, I know what I'm going to do, right? And it happens so frequently. And like, you as the player end up noticing that stuff, but some people do it in such subtle ways that if you try to explain it on stream, people think you're crazy and they just think that you're whining and you're just mm -hmm. complaining and, you know, it's all this other stuff. But it's like... It's right there, even if other people can't see it, it's happening and it affects, like it happens every day and it's so draining and so exhausting. And it's like, at the very least, some kind of streamer mode would at least kind of help to like with that. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was uh, quite a few patches ago, there was this bug, I think, that accidentally like left everybody's ranks as like a white line or whatever yeah. when he pressed oh, yeah. tab. Yeah. And even that, even though it was like for a little while, if you press tab, like people couldn't see at least what rank you were playing in or it was harder to tell. And like that was just like a bug on their end or something like that and they fixed it. But it it really begs the question like okay, well how hard would it be to actually have this mode where you could hide what rank you're in, where you could hide your name, you know, to make it just at least harder for people to, you know, recognize you immediately in game and be like, oh, that's who that is. And this is what I'm going to do. Right. So even just something like that, I feel would be beneficial. If I remember correctly, Blizzard's response to try and bring balance there, their response was something along the lines of we're working on a streamer mode, but we don't want it to be abused by people who could abuse the streamer mode if that's that might be what they said roughly style you might yeah. know as well yeah i i think there was something along the lines of a streamer mode would have to be for everybody to be able to use and we don't want people to abuse it and all of this stuff because it's easy from our perspective because how would we abuse that you know what i mean but other people maybe they would find a way to I know, yeah, maybe there's something that they know that, you know, that people can yeah. use it to exploit and like, I don't know, who yeah. knows? They, I'm sure, again, we have to give them some benefit of the doubt and say they're not complete idiots and they do have no, an idea I, of what they're... Yeah, but, but you, that you being still, said, we still have to be critical though. This is yes, the thing, like, we still have to um, be critical. Yeah. They, but the key is being constructively <laughs> critical of them and not just shouting abuse at them. Like, I think um, some stuff is like, they would be crazy if there is no streamer protection mode in Overwatch 2. That might just be it. It might be there in Overwatch 2, and it is impossible to plug this into Overwatch 1 code. It might literally be that, and they don't want to come out and go, yeah, by the way, guys, it's there, but you won't get it until Overwatch 2 comes out. It might just be that. Like, this is the problem. The communication back and forth is so, it's so difficult at times. You don't know what they're doing. Well, we... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, um, like, during the early stages of Overwatch, I remember we used to have, like, developer updates so like consistently and they would like actually communicate what they were working on and like what they wanted to do and then eventually it just we started getting them like months in between and then the time got like even longer and longer in between updates and to the point where like it gets really frustrating that it feels like we don't have any kind of communication with them and that like we don't know what they're doing like if they're working on stuff or what mm. they're working on 
One idea I had for this was like maybe if there was um, this like application that Overwatch creators could you know apply for, and it would just give them access to maybe like twenty name changes. And it's like if um, if you know you abuse it, you, it's still trackable because the I account ID is still tied to you. But you know it, it makes it so that streamers don't have to spend hundreds just trying to stay anonymous and stay out of that like that red light zone, right? Oh yeah, because every name change is what ten dollars. Something like that. Yeah, it's like 20 Canadian. <laughs> well, it's how they monetize Overwatch. <laughs> oh, I've never bought a name change before. It's, it's like, the I've only microtransaction people do. That's insane. Yeah. That's so much in Canada. Holy. Yeah. And, and, like, I'm, uh, I've never bought one, but. I know, I know people are going to say, well, oh, well, why should streamers have something like that's special for them? And the idea being just because, well, they're subject to special harassment that you know an ordinary player is not that's that's the reason why so you need special solutions because you know your ordinary players and streaming and having someone pop into their stream and look at the queue time to find when the queue are in with you and then get into your game yeah. and then throw it on purpose or you know all kinds of things so for anyone who sort of feels like well why do streamers get this special thing that you know why should they get this special access well they are they are dealing with a whole set of problems that most people don't um, yeah. I do want to, if there's anything else you, any, any of you guys want to add on that before I kind of slightly change the topic? No? So I think there's some good ideas there and, you know, hopefully there's things that Blizzard can, can think about. Maybe things that Blizzard is already thinking about. Again, part of the solution and part of the frustration is that we don't necessarily know what's going on in Blizzard's head half the time and we're kind of left to guess. But I did want to allude to something that Skiesti touched on about um, and actually, Stylosa touched on it as well. Is like what is con constituted like throwing, for example, because in some people's minds, an off-meta pick is throwing. Um, so I kind of wanted to get you guys' thoughts and opinions on like how there there seems to be a real divide between the community where some sections feel like you have to if you enter comp you have to play a certain way, and other people feel like well even if I'm playing comp I'm going to play the game the way I want to play it, and I think a good example of this would be. Uh, recently, Crimzo, the Overwatch League player for the Houston Outlaws, he tweeted a, an image of a lobby that he was in where it was 11 Overwatch League players. And then the 12th player on his team was a Roadhog one-trick in top 500. And he was kind of very frustrated. And he was like, you know, this is essentially throwing my game and I hate it. You know, it's, it's ruining this experience for me. And, you know, there was a, a divide amongst the community where some people were like, hey, he's just playing the game. Like, what do you want from this guy? Like, he, he's allowed to play whatever he wants to play. And... Other people were like, yeah, it's frustrating. You know, if you're playing comp, you should play the optimal way to play. Like, it is throwing to pick Roadhog. It's a, it's an insta loss. So where do you guys stand? And Skiesti, I want to head to you first because I know you have, yeah, I have thoughts on this. I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> um, I did see that tweet. And I one of the things that bothered me about it, uh, like, right off the bat, was that, like, he didn't blur out this guy's name. Like, his name was right there. I think it was on an alt account. But, like, there was no, like, uh, regard about if, like, someone recognized that person maybe and then, like, you know, that kind of targeted, um, that, like, that might have put, like, a target on his back. And I don't think that was something that was thought about when the screen cap was posted. But something else in general just in regard to that game is, like, okay, you're in this, like, you know substantial lobby of all of these like like top like overwatch league players right and okay you could try to play what they'd like you to play and try to you know 
or you could play something that you might actually be able to keep up with them at at that like level because that's how you kind of got there um but it's kind of like okay well do you force this person who is already probably uncomfortable in this like big lobby to play something that they don't play and potentially make that even harder or do you let them play what they play and maybe have a better chance as that because they you know just might be able to actually keep up with you yeah i mean throwing is playing not to win so in the crimzo example is he throwing because he's playing not to win because he's got a Roadhog one trick? Or is the Roadhog throwing because he's playing Roadhog that isn't considered to be meta at the time? This is a problem. Now, when you enter into the lobby, oh, look, there's a Roadhog one trick. The rest of the team are our pros. We're like, well, guys, we can't do anything with this. It's already a mental thing. Yeah, but it's like they decide, do we build a comp around this or do we just games, GG, let's go next, let's go next, which is what they've done, and then took it yep. to Twitter. But who is wrong here? Now, again, I think this is a game design problem because what is the easiest way to rank up in Overwatch? It is to one trick like crazy. Hog is especially good at this, but it's just pick, pick a hero and absolutely one trick the hell out of it and you become extremely proficient at that hero. And then when you start getting to the high levels, you start having some issues every now and again. But that's not to say that hero you are one tricking is bad. The game is still winnable. The game's always winnable. But you see what I mean? Like the, the difference there of opinion, it's impossible to work that out. But I just think it's a game. It's, a, it's just a fundamental game issue of one tricking just and, being and... generally. Like this is what we do as humans, right? You, you want to become good at a thing. You're not going to be, okay, I'm going to be a, a hit scan player, but then also a Reinhardt player. That's that's <laughs> completely different mentality. I mean, yeah, there'll be players out there that are like, oh, yeah, whatever style I do that. It's like, get yeah, lost, you know. <laughs> you play one role, and, and that's the role you play. You're either a support player that plays a specific support. You're a tank player that plays in a specific way. You're a DPS player that plays in a specific way. And that's what you become good at. How many of the owl pros, like, remind me what Haxal's known for, or Profit, Gesture. Oh, Gesture, actually, is really good uh, at hitscan. So he's a bad example. <laughs> he's actually a super bad example. <laughs> he is the yeah, main he's... tank that plays McCree. But yeah. Yeah, he's McCree. He's cracked, man. Oh, my God. But yeah. But like... yeah, you get that. But it, well, before I ask the others about it, what what is the solution there? We see, you know, we can say it's a game design problem. Again, is 5v5 going to help? What's the, what's the way forward? We can't, we, do, we can't just abandon it, right? And be like, ah, or watch fuck, that's how it is. The way forward is a developer update video going, guys, be nice to each other. <laughs> play nice, play far. <laughs> Salt, give me your thoughts on this. You're again someone who, who spends a lot of time in the higher ladder. I mean, this doesn't have to be exclusive to ladder. I know a lot of people share this frustration, even in, you know, plat and diamond and stuff. But what do you think about this whole issue? Is off meta one throwing? Is off meta one tricking throwing? Uh, it's a bit hard to say because it's not a clean cut thing to say yes or no to because. I believe in lower elo, you can play anything and win. So, like, if you're in diamond or plat or even masters, it's always winnable. It does not matter what hero you're playing. But when it comes to, like, that match with Crimzo, I get what he's saying because everyone is playing meta. They're playing the hardcore, like, you know, they're playing bat, uh, they're playing double shield, you know, whatever DPS they're playing. And if you have one person that's not on the same level, or help, you know, with the same characters, you, you just flat out lose. I've been through it where I spent four minutes trying to cap this point, and I was screaming at my support, just go Anna, and we win. We don't need to waste three minutes of our lives. Just go Anna. 
And in the end, he went Anna, and we won instantly. But like, I don't know. I I I do one trick Roadhog sometimes. I I'm very flexible. I can play pretty much all tanks, but I don't know. It's a weird one to say because I feel like you should be able to one trick and do whatever you want because it's you know you paid for the game. You could do whatever you want, and you got that Elo with the one trick hero. And if you do try and flex, because I've seen this as well for experience. I know someone who one trick Sigma. As soon as they went to Rissa, we like they instantly lost, even though they tried to flex and help. Like it happens both ways, so I think it's a bit weird. And the only thing I I guess that could stop this is either you know add more characters, so like it always swaps it up, like what the meta could be, or they could, you know, I remember back in the day when I used to play like about four years ago, um. When Ryan Zara was a thing, you would go um, Orissa Hog, and then, uh, or when uh, Orissa Hog was, uh, sorry, when Ryan Zara would count Orissa Hog, you'd go dive. You know, like you, you just would consistently swap it up. I remember back, like two years ago, where it, it was a lot of fun actually, just consistently swapping heroes to just counter stuff. Now it's just like you're stuck with this meta. You have to play this, and it's so mundane and it's so boring, and it gets even more frustrating when you lose because. As a tank, you just you have to play these characters. If you don't, you lose. And even if you do, and someone else on your team doesn't play the certain characters, you, you lose again. And it's just a build up. And I think it's yeah, it's a fundamental issue at the game. You know, they're not yeah. adding content. Well, it's, it's just exacerbated through the, the game being stale. There's no content. Yeah, that, that's 100%. the problem. Yeah. I mean, and heroes are the thing which do shit. That that, that throws the meta into disarray more than most things if the heroes are coming out fast enough. But then, of course, the problem is. If you've got tons of heroes, then you've got a lot of heroes that'll basically never get used. I think another way, and I don't really think this is a, a great idea, but another way to solve some of the issues would be actually forming the team before the game launches, not just throwing six players together and going, I hope they make a comp. <laughs> oh, wait, they haven't. Uh-oh. Now, there is a way of doing this in Overwatch. You can do it with a group finder, but nobody uses it because it's not very well implemented. Mm -hmm. so why would you use it? And your queue times are astronomical. Now, I don't know whether you guys remember, but... Um, very early Overwatch, the um, the ranked system, the very early beta of the ranked system was a full team system. You had to have a full team. You couldn't just go on. There was no solo queue, which is there. Obviously, the developers thinking that's the ideal way the game should be played. But in the real world, you can't do that because no one's going to wait that amount of time for a game yeah. to pop. And that's another problem, you know. But if there was a team specific league tournament system or God knows what in the game, which I'm sure I hope they're, they're working on these systems then yeah. that cures yeah. some of that stuff, you know, because you guys, I mean, you guys must have played in organized teams. You, you, you must have. Even just organized scrims or whatever, like that is a completely different game. That is a better game. That's the best Overwatch experience. But the game doesn't allow you to play like that. It just throws you together with five other people and goes, off you go. <laughs> and also maps as well. You know, one tricks, uh, Unsorted touched on this a bit, but one tricks can be extremely good on certain maps. And if they don't get the map, they just lose. Okay. But they just queue again, and then, hey, they get the map that they work on. Which is, again, really frustrating. And also, why can't we select the maps you can play on? I'd play more Overwatch if I could, because I really don't want to play... Well, I know 2CP is yeah. being deleted, but... Yeah. Yeah, don't necessarily want to queue into Havana. I want to I wanna get Faria's opinion on this. Faria, how do you feel about all this? Oh, I, I wanted to tack on to what Stai was saying. I think, I think if there was, like, a clan or a group system present in Overwatch where you could say it doesn't have to be anything big. It could just be like um, 
people who like to play flank play styles, right? So you could get yourself, you know, like a Winston or a Diva main, and then you could get like a Genji Tracer, and then you have a, a group of buddies that you can just like play arcade, quick play, even ranked with. And, you know, it, it, you're you're brought together by this mutual bond of something, and it's not so random. And, and there's a higher likelihood that you're going to be on the same page because you have this similar construct of how this game should be played and you could you could work that into like people who actually enjoy having a bastion or like people who like the um the weirdness of having a torb sometimes you know like it it would be so cool yeah i think this again alludes to things we kind of discussed i i've touched on as well like the the problems are kind of endemic with the game and you know a lot of these clan things you know blizzard say well we're coming we, we got something coming we got something coming we have to again sit here and kind of be like well okay i hope it's good guys i hope it's good um and it's kind of this there's this sort of philosophical fight again of how much do you reward team play versus solo play and i feel like we're going more towards the solo side rather than the team side because yep. always the group find is punishing like again silos brought up the group find i remember the week when it came out like the month it came out everybody was using the group fine everybody was like oh look at this awesome feature let's get in there let's make stacks and then everyone realized oh i'm getting longer queues and harder games why do i do this again why don't i just go solo queue where people aren't coordinating and i don't have to deal with tougher opponents i'm yeah. still getting the same sr so this like is the issue it, the issue is filling games fast and they know from their fancy business intelligence department that players do not want to sit there with a queue now, when you're streaming Overwatch, it's actually kind of nice to have a queue sometimes because you can talk to your chat, <laughs> mm. which is actually kind of nice, right? But as an actual player, somebody sitting there playing the game, they're going a bit stir-crazy and they'll only tolerate a certain number of games and then they're gone. You know, you have to think, like, sometimes it can be really hard for us because anybody watching this stream, all of us, anyone watching any content we make, they are arguably hardcore Overwatch fans. The mm. actual very casual fan who doesn't even know who any of we are, doesn't even know who the devs are, doesn't care, just like Zarya or Tracer or whatever, that player is what they're catering for. And they need that player to fill a game fast. If that player is not filling games fast, then it becomes a problem. Now, our, my argument to this is, surely there must be scope for more advanced systems to be put in place for higher ranked players and, you know, tournament systems. Nothing stops them. Like, uh, StarCraft 2 has this, where you have the... The, the, the divisions like your bronze cup the masters cup whatever you know that would be people would enjoy that and it would give them a reason to play together if you're plat i don't well i don't care what your rank is if you're silver you've got a bunch of silver mates you all get together and take part in a silver tournament and you win it you get a special spray or whatever oh look we're the champions of silver as bad as that sounds you've won something and you've worked together for it and the game is facilitating a, a mental change in your head to work together as a team to win something but of course the problem of all of this is player base size speed of filling games and it all falls back to well it's just easier to have a massive what do they call it dynamic queue or something where they just everyone can queue together and then we just fill games and hope for the best like you know i i remember like going back to season two three four um nevix i hated nevix if nevix was on my <laughs> team you win nevix is on the enemy team we just it's pointless playing it's like what is going on and it was you know tavik was the same all these other players and it was just a mess, right? It was completely unbalanced, but it's because it's just filling players based off their SR, really. It's not actually looking at, you know, those players should have been playing in like a face-it style division, you know, above above ranked, above top 500. They should be in their own subset, which is below 
well contenders wasn't a thing but you, you know what i'm saying like so that's mm -hmm. a more ultra competitive environment because them players are so far advanced than anybody else it was just a waste of time playing in those games well there's actually something interesting that you said i think csgo do something like that where they have their own yeah system where like these people who just want to try hard and win and like mm. they're even yeah like you said above top 500 they they go into games and they go against each other there's no toxicity nothing and I, it, I, I'm going to interrupt you, Sorted, because I think it, it's good, but the problem is Overwatch, because in CSGO, you, what, you've got your opera and everyone else is using rifles. I mean, you, you, you could have, there's all the different heroes, and it's all the, the, the way they go yeah, together. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, I think Overwatch is always going to have a lot of problems compared to other games. I'm not to say that there isn't solutions, because this, isn't this what game designers are for? You know, they should be coming up with these solutions. Uh, and hopefully they do. <laughs> But, yeah, because like even even within your role, your SR on Reinhardt has no bearing on your ability to play Roadhog, right? Like it's not. It doesn't, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. You flex between yeah. those heroes, and suddenly you're like, you know, maybe a thousand SR apart on those heroes. And how do we balance well, those people? I remember uh, when Roll Q was getting put together. One of the first bits of feedback was, "Why is there not a main tank and a flex tank or an off tank queue? Why is it just tank? Because what happens if yeah. you get two off tanks? You can't win." You know, at, at that time, it's like... But at no, that time, fine. now and, now we only get double off tanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now they're just like, yeah. But yeah, back then it was like, there was glaring issues with it, but it was a step in the right direction in some ways because at least you were playing in what should be um, skill-relevant games for the role you want to play, but it is still dependent on whatever the other, you know, a person with the same role selected as you decides to play you know you're a tank player sorted so what happens if like you know you want to play winston but uh oh wait somebody's just queued in as winston you know and you're thinking well i want to play winston this game i know you can play other heroes obviously but it it, it it's annoying right it's like no, well, yeah, what, it what's is, going yeah. on here there was a lot of stuff discussed and i hope this is a thing for overwatch too but even on player profiles you should be able to list your preferred heroes it should say yes, yeah. i prefer this player that player this and that's it like if i'm playing support i want to play zen or anna or batiste i don't want to play brig like no you know what i mean i don't want to play lucio because i'm so bad so uh, yeah you know what i mean it's like don't cue me like with the game what the game should do is it should understand that again this don't i don't know this doesn't really make sense what i'm going to say because like you said now like double off tank is pretty good uh but like if it was sort of being a kind of prioritizing you know main tank flex tank so it always tried to put a main tank and a flex tank together it wouldn't put two reinhardt mains together and it could work this out from the information it's got on your account if you had 200 hours on reinhardt and no hours on any other tank but you're queuing as tank then it should not be putting you together with somebody else for 200 hours on reinhardt you guys and maybe it does that... do that but yeah do you guys remember that thing in um in like the I guess like the team screen where you could hover over everybody and then you could see mm. their yeah, like, that, yeah. why did that get removed right no yeah. clue that's insane that was such a good feature and if they could tell like hey i'm i have echo and tracer and sombra as my most played don't put me with someone else who has those same three you know and the same thing with supports where you have like two ana mains and they don't play anything else it's like hmm this could be solved I remember Blizzard said that they felt it was becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. They basically, 
you know, you hover over someone's profile, they're playing Zarya. The team is like, all right, pick Zarya then, buddy. And then if they wanted to pick Reinhard, they felt like, you know, everyone was like, wait, you're only playing Zarya. But yeah, it, it, again, it's that debate of like private profile as well, right? I think that's a big pet peeve people have. Like, why do we have profiles if half of everybody is private? You know, what's the point? You can't tell what your teammates are mm -hmm. playing. But I do think, you know, at least to prefer would be would be a good option. And to Stylos's point, I mean, clearly one of the re biggest factors in all of this is queue times. Again, it always comes back to queue times. It, it will, it will in Overwatch 1, yeah, yeah, especially in Overwatch 1, maybe in Overwatch 2 they have a chance to reinvent stuff because we might, we'll have like a reinvigorated player base. But definitely one of the major answers for anything not being implemented right now is, well, guys, you already complained about the queue times now. Now you want me to prefer your Reinhardt with your Zarya? Well, great, ready for double the queue times. And like, even like in regards to queue times, I uh, end up solo supporting a lot. And even today, I waited 25 minutes for a game. Like, in what universe am I solo supporting, you know, and I end up waiting 25 minutes? And also that's like, for streaming, like, yeah, I mean, you could use that time to talk to your chat or like play a different game in queue, but you shouldn't have to find another game to play while you're I waiting. I think how to ridiculous that sounds. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, go yeah. and find I, another game. <laughs> exactly. I've got games on Steam and I'm like, well, might as well just open up Steam. Let's go play whatever this is that I can just mm -hmm. like easily stop when the queue pops. Like, it's insane. Yeah, it's like it's like that middle ground because obviously we have these complaints, and at the same time we you know we want reasonable queue times, but it's so it's like a chicken and egg, right? If the game is bad, nobody plays, and then the game becomes worse, and then we're like, hey, do these things to fix it, that would make queue times worse and the game better. But then how do you get people to come back? It's it's a very frustrating situation. It, I mean, it's well, the same issue with like a tournament. Well, not a tournament system, but even like a six v six specialist you know, team-only ladder system, that would have the same issues. You, you need such a massive player base to pull it off, or you need, the game needs to incentivize it. Like, if it said every Saturday was like a special tournament, like between the hours of 9am and 12pm, there was tournament games would get played at certain hours, and the game just auto-filled these in. And you, you know, can you imagine sitting there playing Overwatch, and then you get the notification, and it's like, uh, whatever stupid name you've called your team, it, it, it's ready to go. It needs to play somebody, and you literally click it, you join it, you know, you finish your game, whatever, and then it just throws you into a game. There are ways around it, but it, there's also, I, whatever way you look at it, it, just comes back to population, and population is a problem through lack of active, well, let's say, public development of the current game. And because we're waiting for Overwatch 2, we've got this situation of very minimal support for Overwatch in its current state. I mean, the only thing we get now to switch up the game is a, a balance patch, which is great. And then we'll get, uh, what, like a new a challenge. Event yeah. <laughs> so it's like, mm, so you're waiting for, you are waiting for what comes next. And, you know, this is, this is like a completely different discussion on the, on the, the way Overwatch 2 is handled, but I honestly think it's a little bit of a gamble this is now because they are, they're sitting there with a community hoping that whatever is launched with Overwatch 2 is good enough to capture them. Because you imagine if Overwatch 2 falls flat on its face, that's a very big gamble you've played there by pretty much, I don't want to say neglecting your Overwatch community, but leaving the game in a very, very stable but stale state for so long and then going, by the way, here's our big update. And if people are like, oh, is that it? Then, you know, like one of the issues I've got with, with the potential way Overwatch 2 could go is uh, this is it, it, 
it all hinges on PVE, right? You know, everybody playing Overwatch right now are playing PvP. Anyone who wants to play PvP can buy Overwatch right now. They don't really have any inclination to buy Overwatch 2. They're buying it because they want the PvE. So you imagine if it comes out and it's got five missions. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter how well made they are, but you play them and you're like, well, this was great. It was a week of content. And then off you go to your other game. And that's a problem. So I, like, I mean, I don't know how many missions or content or whatever it'll have, but I hope to God that they put a massive amount of content in to keep people engaged because then they move from PvE, they play PvP, and then ultimately, you know, they watch Contenders, they watch Overwatch League, they go through the whole system of Overwatch. This thing scares me so much because Borderlands is another series that is entirely pretty much PvE with some co-op aspects. So it's like very similar to what Overwatch 2 is aiming to do where it's like a bunch of lore drops, a bunch of story, and you can experience it with friends. And there's a bit of replayability. However, right? However, you don't see any Borderlands 3 streamers. You see people do a playthrough of the game and then they set it down. And that's what scares me about Overwatch 2 is like, isn't that just what's going to happen? We're going to play it for a week or two and then we're going to run out of stuff to do. Well, yeah. I, mean, I suppose that, the idea... Sorry, valid concern, right? Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, you look at the systems I'm supposed to have. So um, is it... Hero hero missions are the uh, no story missions are like the that you know the story the lore stuff the campaign uh, yeah. actual PVE and then hero missions I think are just random events on various maps and from the way they keep explaining that I don't know if any of you guys have played Diablo but in in Diablo uh, three you would essentially look at the the map of the world and it would have little like e each zone it'd have like a little event happening and you sort of like log into the game and go oh, I'm going over there, and you would do the event, kill the boss, whatever, then go to the next thing, do the event, kill the boss, and you get rewarded with this. Um, I think that's what they're doing with hero missions, where it'll be, you look at a massive sort of watch point Gibraltar-style map, and it'll be like, oh, there's all these flashpoints happening all over the world. Let's go to King's Row, and you do a, I don't know, a special escort mission, and then you go to another map. And the question is, is that actually enough to keep people engaged? You know what I mean? It's like, I, d I don't know. Or Like one of the issues, I mean, like I have a, a lot of exposure to like a more casual audience. And one of the things that they still don't understand is what the hell even is Overwatch 2. Hmm. Because they just see a game that looks very similar to Overwatch. And all they've seen, which is new, is a couple of maps. And that's it. And Sojin. Did you guys see the alleged Activision employee leak? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. So for anyone unaware, basically, there's an alleged leak of an Activision employee, mainly coming from the POV of WoW, but has some very interesting tidbits in general for Activision Blizzard as a company. And he basically said that Blizzard are at a sort of a real crossroads moment where everything hinges on World of Warcraft and Overwatch 2, um, where basically there's been a sort of culture shift that the OG devs who kind of made games for the for the fun and passion of making games, the Jeff Kaplans of the world, yeah. the Jeffs, yeah. you know, the ones who sort of, we are gamers and we make games for gamers. They've been kind of slowly ushered out, like because of both top-down management kind of wanting a more monetized commercial system, but also a new wave of developers coming in who see development as a job at the end of the day, right? Like a lot of the OG developers came in as passion first, Whereas the argument that this leak made is that, you know, a lot of the new age of developers are 
business first. And that's driving games in general to be more monetization focused. And that's kind of the primary goal. And yeah, the basically the, the leak, I recommend you read it, check it out. I think there's a command in my chat about it as well. Um, it basically said that they kind of have had a we're too big to fail mentality for quite a while, Blizzard, particularly when it comes to WoW. So they've ignored a lot of the criticism. And now they're at a point where they've lost the goodwill of the community that they once had. Everyone used to think of Blizzard as this like good guy, like the, the good guys who make good games. But now everyone kind of views Activision Blizzard as the bad, evil, money, greedy corporation. And without realizing if the Blizzard have kind of backed themselves into corner where if Overwatch 2 fails, we might be going down the route of like Blizzard just makes mobile games that are like Candy Crush. So that's kind of the context as well, what's going on here, where it does, it is feel like Blizzard have really come to a moment where Overwatch 2 has to deliver. And I, I, I have implicit faith in their ability to deliver great games, but you know, there's been a lot of scuff in Overwatch 2 terms, and especially, especially what Stylosa talked about, where it's like they promised a lot and then it, you know, maybe it doesn't come through because some of their announcements in the interim period of announcing Overwatch 2 and now have been really underwhelming, like the whole Summerfest thing where they were like, we have something coming in Summerfest, and then it's a BAP and Sombra skin remodel, and everyone's like, well, what? You showed us some skins that we can't wear for yeah. a game that we don't know is coming out when, and you won't yeah. give us many details about what the game is. So thanks for but that announcement. Even the, hey, let's have a PvP stream and show 5v5 off and give no launch date. Because then it's like, well, hang on. Uh, I play with my friend who are a tank duo, so what? I just tell him no now. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's pointless playing this game because it's going to change to 5v5. So th there's like messaging issues I think Blizzard have. But I think like going back to the, to, to you know, I don't know whether that leak's accurate or not. It's from 4chan, who knows? But you don't need that to look at what's been going on with, with certain people. I mean, Jeff is, is the great example. You know, you look at someone there who is a is there or was there to make games that people want to play and that's it there's, there's no consideration about making money there's zero i've met jeff i can't even tell you how many times he does not care or did not care about making money he wanted to make a good game and that was it but then what we don't ever get to see is what goes on above their level so we don't get to see what management says to the certain development teams so Blizzard operates in a way where they have Team 1, Team 2, Team 3, Team 4, and all this. Overwatch is Team 4, and it's this own its own little thing. But the head of Team 4, which was Jeff, reports to upper management, and they tell you what to do. Now, there's a lot of talk about, hey, maybe this is Activision coming in over the years, the way things have changed. Because Blizzard in the old uh, glory years, let's say, of Blizzard, maybe they just were, they just had a blank check to do whatever they wanted to do. There was no consideration uh, for money. I mean, if you look at... Um, Animated shorts are a good example. I think it was quoted somewhere that animated shorts cost around $300,000 a minute to make. So they're very expensive, especially when you look at some of them that are like 10 minutes long. So how can you get those approved if your game isn't making enough money? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they don't get approved. But because you've already set the precedent of bang, 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 look at all these amazing cinematics. There's a reason why most came out around launch because that's the marketing budget for the launch of the game. And I've no doubt we'll see the same thing again for Overwatch 2. There will be a massive like assault of animate short, animate short. And it'll be like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. But then it's what comes after, you know? And it, it's just that disconnect. But yeah, I, I think it's just a case of if you had passionate, if, if you were a very passionate game developer and you were there to innovate and push genres forward and refine genres as Blizzard have always been known for, 
but publicly you're getting destroyed by your community because of decisions management have made above you. How long can you take that as a person? I mean, you couldn't. You just would be like, what is going on here? And then maybe you end up leaving. And then as, as, as you said, SVP, like, you sort of end up with people who are just there for work, not there because they're actual you know, creators. But we'll never know. This is the thing. We'll never know with Blizzard. But oh, oh, yeah, I, I wanna I wanna kind of ask a more broad question, Ty, because I you know we can kind of go back and forth about this forever. It's kind of there's no end to it in a way because there's the no, complaints. There no, <laughs> but I want to ask a question, and I want to change the topic a little bit, and I want to direct this one to Faria. Faria, you've kind of left the Overwatch community, right? In a way, like you don't really play Overwatch too much anymore, at least from what I gather. Um, why do you think people are leaving the community? Do you think how much how much of an aspect do you think it is is the community itself? How much do you think it's the game? Oh God. Um. Well. Well, for me, I kind of took a step back because I felt like I had achieved my own goals. You know, like hit top five hundred a couple times, and it, it felt good. And um, I just I just felt like it was almost like diminishing returns. I hate saying that, but it's like it's true because you like you pour your heart and soul into this game right to to make a to make content for a game that you know isn't giving you a lot of con content back you know it, it takes a lot of heart it takes a lot of passion and over time right it, it kind of grinds your gears a little bit when you see that the people that you run across a lot in in ranked for instance they really don't want you there and that they make that very clear right and so over time over time you kind of uh fall a little bit out of love with it because because you're you're putting so much into it and there there's good back right you get a lot of good back but there's also this massive wave of um of just anonymous hate coming your way and uh yeah just kind of wants to take a step back away from that grinds you down like piano <laughs> piano doesn't yell at you i hope yeah. i i can Skip. yell at myself now <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's good to be controller who's yelling at you. Uh, I wanted to take this over to Skiesti after that, and also I want to get Salt's opinion. But Skiesti, you've kind of dealt with a lot of this, um, you know, targeting people, kind of just uh, giving indiscriminate hate to you, and a lot of it comes from your hero pick. I think this is one of the elephants in the room, is that not all hero picks are created equal when it comes to Overwatch. And you, obviously, being a Mercy player, uh, probably one of the more disliked, at least at the higher elo, hero picks. Uh, you know, because of again what we alluded to earlier, people considering what's meta and what's not meta. How do you feel yeah. about this this issue? So there's a couple of like really important things that I think I want to touch on with that question. Just if I can like rant for a second, um, you know, I play this game like really consistently, six days a week for hours. I even play this game like off stream because like. I can't express how much I love this game, even though a lot of people might feel like it it might be stale sometimes or like we have a lack of content, you know, from Blizzard. I can't put into words how much I like just my love for this game. And I think that that really shows when people come to like interact with me and like visit my community or my stream. I think that that's one thing that like gets across. And so it sucks when like, you love this game so much, but the community is determined to make you miserable. Like I, or like have days where 
like they just absolutely wreck your mental health and that's insane that like that's even possible and a lot of people are like oh you know just like mute voice chat or like just mute text chats and stuff like that but you shouldn't have to do that like i know eventually at some point like it gets so bad that you're going to have to but the issue there is that you shouldn't have to do that in the first place you shouldn't queue up in a game and get harassed or just have your games thrown because of like who you are or what you play i think you know people always ask me uh whenever i like talk about this and i try not to talk about it a lot because it'll seem like i'm complaining but um people are like oh well why do people not like you i hit three big major targets for overwatch players i'm a streamer i'm female and i play a character they don't like or you know like those are three big targets and i hit every one of them and it's just it's so heartbreaking to be treated poorly in game when people realize it's me or have myself be targeted and that stuff even extends to like you know sometimes people will talk about me on twitter or in like other streams or even like i've had like streamers in their own streams say like awful things about me and it's so just like it's so disheartening and just like heart heartbreaking to experience that with something that you love and people are it seems like they're okay with it or they like encourage it or even if they don't encourage it they don't discourage it like no one talks about it which is why i even wanted to gather people here to talk about it to start a conversation to try to make people care about the way that they make other people feel like it's like obviously you don't have to like everyone and not everyone has to like you that's just how it is but overwatch players just take it to such another level of trying to hurt people and make their days worse and just make them suffer for who they are or like what they play it's just so heartbreaking and it's so hard to deal with sometimes because like dealing with that day in and day out like that that does something to you and it sucks that sounds so exhausting it's believe me you, i don't even know why you play the game <laughs> I, I, I I, i'd be gone <laughs> i love this game so much it, that's like, the it's... problem isn't it yeah yeah like right. i will be back in yeah like yeah, for, for you uh, sorry Sorry, I just wanted to get Faria's thoughts on this because for me, we spoke about this on a group up called two years ago. This, you know, oh yeah, and it's stu yeah, we're still we're that. back here now. So, how do you reflect on all of it? Oh man, <laughs> it's it's so hard to kind of distance yourself from the things that they say because, like, some people they'll go out of their way to like find out information about your personal life, and then you just use that against you. I'm just like, I just want to. I just want to go in and click some heads, man. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it, it blows my mind. On that, but I, like, oh, oh, that's okay. Um, but I will say though, the competitive side of Overwatch versus the casual side is like vastly different. It's it's like mind blowing, you know. Like, I still, I 
I get a little bit scared every time I log into Overwatch to play, right? Because um, there will be people who like see my name and be like, oh, is that you? And then I'll like expect the worst because that's kind of what comp trains you to do. But then they're so nice. They're so nice. And you like months go by without anything like terrible being said. And it's just such a nice change of pace. And I wish that, I guess, um, the community and the watcher base of Overwatch was more open to quick play and pubs and that kind of stuff. Do you agree with that, Salt? Like you again, you, you're someone who grinds comp a lot. Do you rather sometimes not not deal with all that? You want to chill and quick play, but you feel pressure to keep playing comp. For me, if I'm not playing comp, I the game is just I don't know, like. Quick play for me is just extremely boring. There's nothing there for me. I mean, I can see why, uh, you know, see why it has its attractions that it does. So, you know, it's chill, play your hero, what you want to play, you chill with friends, you talk about, you know, uh, oh yeah, I had a long, you know, day at work. Yeah, how are you doing? You know, that I'm, I'm happy that it exists, but for me, I need something. I'm a very competitive person. I'm very passionate. So when I do something, I go hard at it. So when it comes to comp, I just, it's, I have to play comp or I just can't play the game. But that's just my opinion. That's valid. Yeah. yeah it, it's the loss of structure in the game. Again, this is like the Apex example is good for this. Like the standard Apex experience is the same as the competitive experience. Sure, it's different. There is a meta, you know, people will play different. But the core experience is kind of the same. You will still stick together as three players and run around together. You will not just run off on your own. You, you very well, rarely see that in Apex. In quick play in Overwatch, yeah, it's a bit weird. I, I actually, I think quick play is is kind of the. I don't think most people play quick play. I think they're playing in the arcade. Honestly, they're playing all the mystery heroes and the uh, you know the fun modes, which are just completely wild and, and like, hey, this is funny. And what makes it funny is because it encourages the fact it's got no structure. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying from a competitive point of view. There is no point to play any of the other modes. You get nothing from them. The only other modes you should really be playing is the custom modes in the, the workshop, the warm-up modes, basically. That's it. Why play anything else? I was going to add, actually, just to your point, Stai, that in Apex, most most streamers consider, or at least a lot of streamers, consider the quick play to be better because yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they maintain yeah, that because... people people try, like, they try hard so much in comp that they don't, like, they don't go for fights and they don't go for kills. Yeah, they play very yeah, tactical yeah, 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 in yeah. loot. So ironically, yeah. in Apex, actually, people are like, yeah, so, comp is resident sleeper like let's go let's go in the pubs um yeah. well you get wanted... the exciting plays the flashy plays the the exactly you know everybody's watched shiv like it's like look, look at this guy he's just killing everyone he's got like how's he got 15 kills in the, the he's only just dropped it's like what's going on like <laughs> that is really fun to watch and but again that's because of the game overwatch it's i'm sitting here with no watch league top on and all that stuff but as a <laughs> as a spectator thing it yeah, is it's terrible. It is. And, and, and for a streamer, like, you know, I've said this, and I'm going to say it again. I think you've absolutely got to be crazy to full time stream Overwatch because <laughs> the amount of like you need to you need to focus in the game and then respond to your chat. It kills it. It killed me to do it. I, I would I would just have a breakdown. That's not even including like what's going on in the community or maybe I'll pick the wrong hero. But like it's 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 there's just action, 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 action. No downtime. Comparing Battle Royales to Overwatch is never going to be fair because you just run around the map for half the game, not really doing anything. Well, yeah, you're doing stuff, but you've got more chance to interact with with your stream as such. But mm -hmm. yeah, mm. yeah, 
it does come back to that. I I want to I want to quickly give. I, I know I haven't given Salt a, chan- a lot of chance to talk, and I'm sorry for that, Salt. Uh, so I want to just get okay. get your opinion on the previous topic as well, because I know you you had to go to a quick bathroom break while uh, CST was explaining about you know how how painful it is to kind of just be targeted, and when people are kind of like oh, just mute chat. I think I think to add on the the mute chat thing, the thing that always sucks about the oh just mute them forehead is it kind of puts the onus on you as the bad guy. Like, you are the person who's doing something wrong, so you should mute them and they can carry on. Where, when really the priority is the opposite, right? Like, someone's being an asshole, they're the problem and should be dealt with and not you mute them. But, yeah, I mean, you must deal with that kind of stuff too, unsalt assault. So, and, and you've kind of had racial elements to it too, am I correct? Where people kind of, yeah, you know, they target I've, you for your race. I've been... You know what I've noticed, actually... I've had a, I'm a very confrontational person. So if someone says something to me, I will answer back. And that's just how I am. I don't, I hate it. I actually wish I was more passive. But um, everyone, every human being, even if they can be, you know, a horrible person, they want to be liked. I find it very interesting how, like, when someone, (laughs) I had this uh, experience where this girl was really, really, really racist to me. Uh, She thought I was Pakistani. So she would say really racist comments about that. And I said to her, like, you're so stupid. I'm Turkish. You can't even get it right. And then <laughs> few day, few days later, she um messaged me, actually, apologizing. She was like, oh, yeah, I, I grew up in this farm away from society. I don't really know races or anything like that. I'm really sorry. My uh, father did it. Like, fast forward. Like, she reached out to me and tried to befriend me. So, like, and I've had many experiences where I've, I've had arguments with people and we've disliked each other for months on end. And I don't know, we have like one good game together and we're all good. Like a year later, we're still talking, you know, they send DMs to me like, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, how are you? It's it's really weird. Uh, it's, I don't know why, but yeah, like people who end up being horrible to me, it turns around and they they, they generally just, you know, end up becoming not a friend but you know like acquaintances which is nice in a way but yeah i don't know i thought i got sidetracked what was the question again sorry oh no just you know it, that's exactly kind of what we were alluding to just you know i was just asking because yes he's talking about how, you know people are very say horrible things you know for reasons beyond even the game sometimes you know there's there's people who are going to flame you for your pick or whatever but sometimes people just flame you because you're a girl or perhaps they perceive you to be you know, whatever, whether that's they perceive you to be a girl, they perceive your voice to be too feminine, they perceive you to sound gay, they perceive you to sound black, you know, whatever it is that people want to single you out for. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts and then your experiences. Um, well, I, it's funny because I think, well, I'm not sure how scarcity deals with it, but with me, if someone says anything, I instantly jump, like I said, I'm very confrontational. So I get... I don't really get affected by what they say, but I get other people watching and they're like, oh God, this guy's mental. This guy's a psychopath. Like the way he's put all this. So I get, and then like, it'll be clipped and it will get put on YouTube or something like that. And then some, some people just only see me saying what I'm saying. And so that it completely excludes what the other person said to me first or like, you know, whatever was uh, in the conversation. And then people are like, wow, so... Salt is this, he's this person, he's that type of person. And those comments have affected my mental a lot. Like, I'm very strong. I have a very strong mental. And I this is, like, 
I'm a very sensitive person at the same time. So I think like last year or like six months ago, I actually sat in my room and I cried. I was like, due to all the comments. And I said to myself, I'm never going to let any of these comments ever affect me again. I will not be upset. I'm not going to cry anymore. Like these people are just not worth my time. And ever since then, I've been good. But it's just, yeah, like I can understand like how it would affect someone else. And people need to realize as well, when I was younger, like what um, Skessy says as well, how people are just really mean. She wants people to know like how it affects others. But like when it's a gaming world, some people genuinely just think it's just the game. You know, it's in the game. You say whatever and it stays in the game. You know, like Call of Duty days, like when I was a young kid around about 13, 12, I'm not going to lie. I've said some bad stuff around that age. And I never thought of the feelings. I just thought it's the game, you know, like you, you just say that stuff, you know, as a kid. But as you grow older, you start noticing and realizing your words have do affect people, how you act and how you talk to people, you know, mentally affect affects them. And I think it goes back to the game where it's so boring and no one wants to play it, where you're stuck with this same toxic people and the same teenagers or young people who just don't realize it yet. And Overwatch, I'd say Overwatch is an amazing game, and it's one of those games that attracts all types of people that's why it's so amazing like i've talked to different type of people who love overwatch and you know with call of duty or something you kind of get the same type of person you know like the same personality mm -hmm. type of person but with overwatch it's different personalities and that's what i love about it but at the same time that brings issues as well as where people are sensitive or some people are just like you know are toxic and they don't think it affects people and they just you know, it's in the game. It's the game kind of thing. Yeah. This... Sorry, Skiss, did you want to say something? Um. Yeah, I kind of had something to uh, touch on that. It just, like, the idea that, like, you know, I guess um, some people will bring, like, really personal things into uh, the game and use it as like a weapon against you. I remember I um I did another unranked to GM uh my second one just a little while ago uh so that people would stop saying that I was boosted because I still get that garbage and for some reason I felt like I had to keep continuously proving people wrong about me. So I did it again. And during that I remember um there ended up being like three really like this is gonna sound weird there ended up being three really massive bees in my apartment like i want to say this size <laughs> right i was terrified i have like you know i get panic attacks and i freaked out like i couldn't breathe i like it was really bad i didn't know what to do and i was in the middle of a game while that was happening and i had someone a couple weeks ago i was playing with uh, a friend of mine and I think I was on my main account and they were like calling me boosted and they were like oh you're a hard stuck master's mercy player and you have to like duo to get GM or top 500 and I was just hanging out with my friend right and I was like you can't say that because you don't know me and if you did you'd know that's not true and then they were like oh but I do know you I know that you freaked out over some bees in your apartment. And they made that seem like 
they somehow knew me because they witnessed like a really personal moment for me that unfortunately happened on stream but they used that to say i know who you are and because i know this thing that happened i know mm -hmm. that you're boosted or like your heart stuck masters or whatever and i thought that was so unreal to bring something like so personal and use that to try to like back up their like false notions about me it, it's just it's so weird the kind of things that overwatch players will use to try to make this image that they have about you seem like it has some kind of foundation to stand on oh yeah like wow sorry but yeah i completely agree people try and it's because they just want to hurt you they just want to get to you that's all it is like they will say anything and everything to get to you i could like i'm not going to mention it but like yeah i've there's been some really weird stuff that people have said to me and i'm like what and like the reason and my friend knew one of them he was like well why are you guys even saying this and they're like oh yeah if we tell him enough he's gonna believe it and i'm just like like are you like are you kidding me like bro like shut up you know but yeah people just get to you they will try and get to you sorry by using any means necessary like and i don't know why well <laughs> what's the point but yeah that's what yeah. I, was I, I was just gonna ask do you guys think that the culture of gaming has shifted enough with how the demographics of gaming have shifted. And I was having this conversation with my chat actually just yesterday that you know gaming obviously is like a not much more popular now than it's ever been. You it's know, much more mainstream. Go you ahead. You know, sorry. like I think like so I remember like you guys won't remember this, but there used to be an application called All CNI you would use to find gaming servers to play on. You didn't just join a queue and off you went. You literally found a server and repeatedly joined that server and that's where you played your game on. So Counter-Strike's the example of this. I would play on the same Counter-Strike server over and over and over and over again. There was no, you did not select different servers. And what happened is that server creates a community around itself. So it starts getting forums. It gets all of that associated stuff around it. And then it becomes, I don't want to say less toxic, but it becomes a place where people are kind of known. So in, in the Overwatch space, I think when you look at the way modern systems are designed, so you are just jumping into a big queue, you're hoping for the best. But now we've got a smaller community players are getting attacked for heroes that they play but they never really have a chance to sort of i don't know maybe show that that's not the case or there isn't other community like members there ready to go actually no what you're talking about this is the case because everybody is still playing in this solo queue mind i know you guys will group with people every now and again but my, well you can only duo in gm can't you, you can't um which is yeah. stupid as well you should be able to bloody group together in GM, that'd make it more like arguably a better experience at that level. You know, like, at least have triples. That, then again, there's, that has got its own issues. But what I'm trying to say is back in the day, you you almost became part of a community. In, in Overwatch, it's very hard when you, talk, when you start talking about community when everybody, you know, there's no repercussions really to whatever you want to do. They can do whatever you want to do, really. I mean, yeah, sure, you could get banned, but you just get a new account. Where you already have multiple oh, accounts. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but when you got uh, suspended for whatever you said about Doomfist, I bet you just played another account, didn't you? I bet you just, like, whatever, yeah. I fired another account. Yeah, yeah, I just played another account. That shouldn't be possible, right? Like, what, yeah, what you do is, 
Yeah, but like it is, and this is the thing, it just becomes normalized and people just do it, you know, like, eh, whatever. I mean, like, I don't, you know, like I said, I'm very lucky. I don't get, you know, sexual harassment, racist abuse or anything like that. But what I would get is that stylosa, I'm going to be a dick in his game. And I'm like, oh my mm -hmm. God. So that made me play the game in a much different way. You know, there's kind of, a, there's a very sad period for me where I was, I mean, holy shit. On my channel, if you searched uh, solo queue, this was me attempting to make an Overwatch gameplay series. But it, it was just a nightmare because I it would take me all day to actually get one game that was usable that didn't have like somebody coming at me or somebody just being outright abusive in the game or just something really bad happening in the game. And, and in some cases, it would be the game just completely collapses because people are just not playing together. There wouldn't be, you know, um, abuse happening in the game, but it would just be a completely bad game to put out there. You know, you upload that to your YouTube channel. People see that as the way that you're playing the game. And then it's like, oh, well, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It must be. And it, it, and then I sat there thinking, this is, I, I'm I'm making content on the game. By the way, this is like 2017. You know, this was a long time ago. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm making content on the game. But actually, straight up playing the game and using that as VOD content, it doesn't really work unless you want to sit there and stream it for hours and hours. Because then, like, you know, you get the experience of your chat and all of that. But it's like a singular thing, like as a VOD. It's like, this is a gameplay. It's Overwatch comp. We're going to get ourselves to GM or whatever. You know, and, and even on the topic of being called boosted. So I've been called boosted quite a lot. Um, and it's funny. It's like, well, who, who's boosting me? I'm boosting myself. <laughs> well, I guess I am a boosted YouTuber, right? It's like, what? what? Now, admittedly, I'm nowhere near as good as I used to be. But I remember I did actually, I, I put a series together of... Um, I, it was a new account and it placed uh, I placed somewhere in plat and I was like you know what I'm just going to get this to GM to show people that I am not boosted and I will just get to GM granted I just like one trick soldier but I got to GM in that season would have been like season six or seven or whatever and I was like there you go how am I boosted I'm clearly not boosted you know so you do get those arguments those things you do have to defend yourself from but it just the issue we've got is we, we put ourselves out there so it is heavily amplified the, st the, the general player, yeah, they will deal with dickheads in chat and all of that stuff, but they don't have the additional stuff. Like, what, what, what strikes me, Salt, was you talking about um, things like Reddit having an effect on you. Well, I, I actually call that becoming Reddit famous, and it's so funny to me because it happened. It used to happen all the time. And we used to monitor. Um, so I, th this is the completely the path to madness. So I recommend you don't do this. <laughs> but I would monitor the usage of Stylosa everywhere. So I'm tracking this with Google. So every time Stylosa was used, I'm like, what's, what are they talking about? Like, what's going on? Well, of course, this is bad news because this is the official forums, which are terrible for Overwatch. It would be Reddit and it would be people making things up. And I'm like, th that is not true. And, and for a while, I'd go out there and be like, hey, you're talking shit. And I'd be replying to on Reddit. Well, that's bad because then you're just giving them more ammunition because you've done what they wanted you to mm -hmm. do. They want you to interact with them. And then they come at you again and you're like, I don't know what's, like, what's going on here. I mean, there was a whole thing with um, with Mercy. In a video, I said something along the lines of mass res is terrible. And, like, this was me getting really frustrated. Um, I, you know, I remember Temple of Anubis. Mercy's just hiding in the spawn and then just resing everybody. And it was, it was so frustrating. And I, I probably, again, got overly frustrated with this. So I'm out there making videos like, what are you doing, Blizzard? Get rid of mass res. It's so bad. That made a lot of the community then go after me. And it made actually memes started being made then of me talking about, you know, mercy and other stuff. And I'm like, none of this is actually none of this happened. But 
you've got to deal with it. And it, it it's difficult to deal with. You know, a lot of people will just say, grow thick skin. It's like, sure, you can. But you always see the negative and the bad comments when they're on your content. You know, I'll, I'll sit there and look at my videos and go, well, that's got 4,000 likes and 50 dislikes. Why, why are these videos disliked? Have they just disliked it because it's me? Have they disliked it because it's on a topic they don't care about? Have they disliked it because, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, man, it's, it's crazy. So it does affect you. So it's, there, is no, there is no cure for this, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's yeah, something you just I, have to do with it. Which isn't the I, right answer either. No, I mean, everyone obviously on this call can completely, and I know, sympathize and understand on a, on a deep spiritual level what it's like to just have people hate on you. Um, and and, and the, the inherent nature of being a content creator is that you do focus on the negatives. I can already imagine right now there's someone in chat or someone listening at some point in the future who's going to be like, oh, well, you know, why are streamers whining about streamer problems? Because uh, I remember a while back on Twitter, I put a, I put a tweet out that was like, hey, guys, you know, just remember that, you know, the favorite streamer you're watching, they're a human being. So just try and show them human empathy. That was literally, that was the tweet, right? Just, just show streamers human empathy. And some guy replied, I, I just, I remember this all the time. I find it hilarious. Some guy replied and he was like, well, you know, gladiators never got to turn to the crowd and say, hey guys, I'm having a rough day. So why don't you ease it up? And I was like, am I now being compared to a Roman slave battling to their death? Like... I'm just asking for human empathy, my, my, my man. I, I, I'm, I'm not asking you to like throw a lion in the pit. But um, yeah, I think people struggle with the concept of basic human empathy. So well, I think they, what they struggle with is everybody thinks our job is easy. And unfortunately, it isn't because it's not just one job. Like you're a video editor, you're a, you're a live performer, you're a bloody audio engineer, you're a social media manager, you're a graphic design artist, you're a brand specialist. You, you, you've got about 10 different jobs. And then on top of that, you just get, you know, people maybe not being nice to you, which isn't great. When I say maybe, they're definitely. But it will always affect you. This is the thing. It will always affect you. I think coming back to the topic of the way Overwatch deals with it in the game, um, sometimes it's a societal problem, which is okay. But also it needs to be raised. And it's right that we're raising it. It's right that it spoke about because no one should act like that. And when you're inside, you know, this is a pro this is a Blizzard product. They should be policing it better. They should be more proactive in the way they deal with it. And then you can even extend that to things like the amount of hacking that seems to be going on in Overwatch now uh, and all of that stuff. Um, I mean, then you can even go off on tangents like the recent Pride stuff for for Blizzard was mm -hmm. was baffling to me. I mean, I looked at that and I'm like. They've got a rainbow avatar. And I'm literally like this. I'm looking at Apex. I'm looking at Valorant. I'm like, then I'm looking at Overwatch and I'm like, isn't this supposed to be champion in diversity? You know, so there's all weird things like that, that which I look at and I'm like, why are they doing this? It's so weird. Faria, can I, um, can I get your thoughts on it? Sorry, CST, just wanted to get Faria's thoughts because Faria was, uh, your expression was one that was told, told a lot of, a lot. <laughs> um, every time I've gotten the chance to go to Blizzard HQ, I've brought up like, hey, you know, it'd be really, really cool if we had like a challenge around Pride Month. And, uh, you know, we made it a thing about celebrating the side of the community because there's a big portion of Overwatch fans who are allies and who identify as part of, you know, LGBTQIA. And 
it would be a really really cool thing and uh, and then they told me like yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll we'll try to get that in motion and then and then they gave us rainbow <laughs> so that was just like man i get that you have to you have to cater to a lot of overseas markets where you know this kind of thing isn't okay and you'd probably lose no. a lot of investor money but like man I know, but that's bollocks, though. That shouldn't be the case. And even if yeah. that is the case, then they can just adapt the version for their region. Yeah. And now I don't even agree with that either. In fact, there is an article um, from um, one of the cinematic designers um, about yeah. Overwatch 2. Um, it's been heavily censored uh, in Russia for obvious mm. reasons, right? There's going to be certain interactions shown um, in animated shorts, which can't be shown in Russia. So they will be changed. Um, so they do do that. Honestly, yeah. I just think it's 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 not good enough what they did with that. It's really not good enough. Yeah, that was really sucky. Skisty, you had something to add. Sorry, I interrupted oh, you. Oh yeah. Um, one thing that I just wanted to touch on regarding like the whole um like streamer problems kind of thing. I think it's not even just like streamer problems. Like there, whenever I mention this thing on stream, I get so many people sharing like stories and experiences about like how they're treated in ranked so like this is something that happens to ladder play like not even just streamers but just people who play competitive just all like up and down the ranks it's something that just happens throughout the entire thing i get people from so many different ranks that you know obviously don't stream that are telling me like they got treated this way because, you know, they sound like this or because of their gender or because of their hero or all these other things. It's not just like, I, I don't think we can chalk it up to just saying, oh, it's a streamer problem. And, oh, these guys are like, obviously, we are content creators and we are streamers on like this podcast right now that we're talking, you know, to each other. But it's so, so important to recognize that it's not just limited to us, but it's it, it extends so mm -hmm. far out to other people. No, uh, absolutely. Uh, I was just going to add on top of that, it kind of building up on what you guys have said, it's this weird dichotomy where Overwatch is ostensibly a game with the main poster hero is yeah. gay. And yet we have struggles to even represent them properly when it comes to Pride Month or any, any recognition of the community or events like Faria suggested. And, you know, going back all the way to stuff that we mentioned right at the start of the podcast about some some things aren't even censored in chat or Salt gets yeah. banned for fisting himself. But I know people I know people have said much worse things to me. Um, and I just wanted to, yeah, just bring it uh, sort of the last philosophical question that I asked and then we'll kind of start wrapping up because I know I've taken a lot of you guys time. I know some of you probably have to go and stuff, but. Yeah, do you think do you think gaming has kind of shifted with the way its demographics have shifted? I kind of started alluding to this question earlier, but you know, like again, ostensibly Overwatch is the most diverse game ever, or it has appealed to one of the most broadest audiences ever, and yet we kind of struggle with these issues still. And there's another theme that always crops up is trash talk, right? Like I, I see in Overwatch League, this gets brought up a lot, where people are like, "We want more trash talk. We want we want more like spicy storylines." And yet on the flip side, we've kind of alluded to a lot of the issues of when stuff gets personal, when, when people are, are getting at you, even even for non-streamers, as KST kind of brought up, even when it comes to like heroes. So I'm, I'm going to throw it to Salt. Where do you, like, you, you're quite, you guy likes to banter, right? You, got, you like to joke around with your friends. Like what is, 
acceptable banter, what is unacceptable banter, and do you think like does gaming culture need to shift? Because in a way, we've kind of come from a background where people always bring up, "You should have been in CS:GO lobbies," and in, in my day, when you know people were telling each other to do this and that. Well, it's interesting. People find what is acceptable and unacceptable by what they were, what society they were brought up in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So. Actually, this is interesting to say. Um, around about five years ago, I think this is a yeah. Anyway, yeah, five years ago on Twitch, I think actually the F word was used a lot, like it was normalized. And what I'm trying to say is, for me personally, I feel like yeah, racism, homophobia, homophobia, like anything along the lines like you know, like being sexist shouldn't be allowed. But when it's I don't know, when I'm with my pals and it's my best friend that I've known for life and he happens to be Jamaican and we've grown up in school, um, but this isn't to do with gaming or anything, but he would say something about, you know, how I look and it's just what I've grown up with. But with the gaming demographic and how people are nowadays, I feel like it has changed and it has changed for the better because... I don't know, it's 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 weird to say because there's a difference between someone telling you something online than to when someone's saying you something to your face. It's really weird because I'm not sure if anyone's experienced racism online and in person, but there's something that is very I don't know, it hits you here when it's in person. It's like, wow, they actually hate me for what I look like. But then when it's online, it's like yeah, this is trying to get to me, like, whatever, man. Like, you know, do one, you know? But, um, yeah, I feel like everyone is more sensitive, but I'm glad it's that way. And I'm, I, and it should be that way because you don't know what's going on, going on in someone's life. Like, for example, I'm majority toxic because when I don't win a game or if there's someone doing something which, you know, annoys me, like, you know, they're playing on off meta hero and I'll mention it. But I've realized, like... <laughs> Everyone's going through something. So no matter what you say, even if it's about their hero, they are going through something. Like there was this one game where some guy, he's like 16 or 17 and he he already has a kid and he's going through a lot of trouble. And he's like, I was actually having this like deep discussion with him. But like prior to that, <laughs> I was really annoyed with him with how he played. But I just ignored it and I just started opening a conversation with him. I was like, wow, imagine if I flame this guy who's already mentally down. So, like, I think bantering your friends, like, you know, I banter with J3. I say, you know, he's five foot six, his genetics failed, you know, he's got no hair, you know, bald and all that stuff. <laughs> like, it's just banter. But, like, I think there is a line and people need to know it and not cross it. In my, yeah, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think intent is everything, man. Like if you if you go up to someone, you know, and you're like, "Man, you stupid." Like that's not going to sting. But if someone like some stranger yells into the mic like, "You are so stupid." You know, like that's that's going to hurt a little bit more. And and it's the same thing with um like, you know, more loaded words and things that, you know, could be taken in a misconstrued way. So yeah, but I but I agree in what you say that things are kind of getting better because I don't know with with the stuff that healthy gamers doing and with the stuff that um, 
that's just circulating on the internet. I think there's more of an emphasis being placed on emotional intelligence and how to like treat other people. So it's getting better. Do you agree with that sentiment, SkiST, Silosa? Uh, yeah, I I do agree that it's definitely getting better. We're you know not standing for things that like people used to say. Um, that you know, like really awful things, and even now, like people still say awful things, but it feels like you at least have the opportunity to say something for yourself like usually when things are directed at me i try to stand up for myself because i you know i care about myself and i respect myself enough to stand up for myself and i know that that's definitely hard for some people who feel like like they can't say anything but i also feel like there's starting to be more people even in games where if they see something that's happening that they know is wrong or someone's being really awful to someone else there are people that will say something and you know i've had people say like the you know harsh like r words or something like that on stream and i'll be like you know people will say like hey don't say that like that's not okay and i i get people like when i tell people that I get people in my chat like thanking me for saying something because they're like, you know, even though they might not think much about saying the word, like it does affect people and people do appreciate when other people, even if like they're not directly the person that it's being said to, they appreciate someone standing up for like people who feel like they can't say anything or people that are just being you know, attacked. And I think we are starting to do a, like a better job, like a lot of people in saying something rather than just letting it happen. It's Ty. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the thing is, um, it's raising the issue, right? It's, it's having conversations and dialogues about this, which, which helps. Um, it, it's all like the, the issue with gaming as a whole is when you, like if you if you've been out at work and you come back and you want to just play a game, maybe you want to play it for fun, and then suddenly you go into a game and somebody's attacking you for something, that's not great. Um, obviously, with a competitive angle, that that exacerbates that issue. But you know, I'm never going to be able to comment on anything to do with racism or anything like that. I've I've never experienced that in my life. I mean, I've seen it happen, and when I've seen it happen, I've called it out. But I'm not. I can never really. I can't relate to that. But that still doesn't mean that you, it can't be spoken about, and people have to be. You know put right when they are using it because they should not be doing it i think like you know uh, more recently as, as we all seen or well, especially british media seen with what happened after the world cup it, it's crazy like to think that it is still that prevalent in the society is shocking it's absolutely shocking you know i so it's just something which i mean it's unfortunately always going to be an issue in some way but the fact that now it is you can speak about this in a more open environment and try and help people and educate them and say, hey, man, that's not okay. Because, the, I mean, like with what Salt said, yeah, between friends, okay, it's banter. But even then, it can get a bit like, I'm talking when it's like racially charged banter, not calling Jay Free bald. I mean, I think on Twitter, <laughs> I, he said something like, I'm going bald when Overwatch 2 will be out by then. And I was like, what, it'll be out next week. 
So I mean, yeah. like you know, that's banter, but not you know, if if it's there's a line, isn't there? And everyone's got their own line. And I mean, it's obvious if you're playing a game of Overwatch and someone launches into the microphone and starts attacking you for sexuality, for race, or anything like that, that is absolutely ridiculous. It's like, what's going on there? They should be removed from the game. They shouldn't be in the game. Why are they in the game? Why are they doing it in the game? And if they are doing it in the game, it should be the only time they ever do it to you in the game because then they should be removed. That's it. But how do you do that? Yeah, the sort of final thing I want to add on top is that the funny thing about gaming is that it's one of the few spheres of life where you might be interacting with like 13-year-olds and like 50-year-olds in the same lobby. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like sometimes you have to take with a pinch of salt that this is probably an actual literal child who like, you know, Salt gave the example earlier where he was like, you know, when I was a kid, I was, I'd say all kinds of stupid shit. And I, I doubt there's a person listening to this who hasn't been young and said stupid things or thought stupid things and held really bigoted, stupid beliefs. And to some extent, we have to kind of manage that as well as the adults in the room, both literally and metaphorically, I guess, is, yeah, have conversations and understand that people are not the worst things they said, but trying to reach out and show people and, and say like, okay, guys, you know, okay, you're 14, you said that thing. This is why you shouldn't say that thing, bro. Uh, you know, that, that this is a real person you're talking to. Can you, don't do that. And even, and even people older, it doesn't have to be, does, it doesn't have to be reduced to 14 year olds either. I think people, uh, me personally, I'd like to see a bit more forgiveness in, in the world and openness to, to people kind of understanding more, um, but yeah, I kind of want to, I know again, I know I've taken a lot of you guys' time, so I want to kind of bring it to concluding thoughts. I know Salt's got to go as well, so I'm going to throw it to Salt first. Uh, Salt, two kind of questions you can choose to answer, whichever one you want. One, what would you want to say as like your sort of final conclusion, conclusatory thoughts to the community? Like what would you say to the community? And or what do you kind of want to see for Overwatch 2 in regards to everything we've spoken about? Like what would you want to see? Like, okay, do this, Blizzard, or do that. Uh... Oh, so the community is like, I don't know, there are some amazing people in, uh, in this community, but it's just like, I don't know, but it's just stop, man. Just, it's just weird. That's all I got to say, bro, stop. Because like, I've, I, I, I'm going to go off speaking about myself again, but. You know, no, I like, welcome it. Bring it in, man. When, when I was 18, 17, I didn't touch a game of my life. I was out in the world doing stupid stuff. And I've got 16, 17, 18 year olds saying this weird stuff to me. I'm just thinking, bro, you are so different, aren't you? Like, it's just, it's crazy to me how different people are. I'm just like, just, you know, my honest opinion, don't follow up with people. Do what you truly think is right. And don't do that sheep mentality. Because, I don't know, I just feel like a lot of people follow other people and say a lot of stupid shit and go along with it just because other people are saying it. So, yeah. I um yeah that's pretty much what I gotta say. But yeah, for Overwatch two, I would like to see. I like to see PVE, like maybe a Diablo type of system, but also for PvP. Ah, uh, I want to say I want it to say six v six. But that's all I gotta say. Yeah, thank you. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Skiesty, how about you? Both same questions. Yeah, so I kind of obviously echo the sentiment of like, you know, just stop. Like, <laughs> you don't know 
the life of like you know whoever the person is behind like the player that you get in your game like yeah sure you could not like their hero pick or you could not like how they play but like hey i guess that's why there's the avoid his teammate function you don't have to make it personal you don't have to like harass other people like there are so many there's so many other options that you can do other than trying to verbally abuse somebody else and I don't know. It's kind of like, I guess, what Salt was saying earlier um, about people being, like, more, I guess the word he used was sensitive, and, like, that's not a bad thing. We should care. We, you know, being sensitive isn't a bad thing. And I'm honestly kind of even hesitant to, like, use the word sensitive because it, it, it already implies, like, that's a, like, it implies that that's a bad thing because people are like, oh, you're such a snowflake. Well, no, wanting to be treated like a human being is not like being a snowflake or being like sensitive in a bad way it we should want change and we should you know discourage the kind of behavior that we see in the overwatch community whether it's like online or on twitter between our friend groups like i just it would be nice to see people just not be weird to other people just <laughs> I'm like humans you know and if you don't like someone like okay but let them do their thing and mind your own business as like as long as you're not hurting anyone and like, and, like as long as the person is like if it's in game it's like as long as they're genuinely trying then like you don't need to take it to such an extreme kind of level and i guess for overwatch 2 i'd just like to see some kind of like further system implemented in going to help out you know streamers and other people that like are targeted really badly by the community just to you know make it much less of a strain on like their own health yeah well said for you I, I echo both your sentiments. I think um, I think overall, like the community is made up of a lot of really, really amazing, cool people. And I think, um, I guess what I have to say gets a little bit metaphorical, but you know, I feel like a lot of players who contribute to this like cycle of just like meanness and toxicity and targeted harassment, like what they need to do is just like really stop trying to set a higher bar for other people stop trying to raise that bar higher and make it impossible for you know streamers or whoever they whoever they run into in their games and maybe try to try to just like sit with themselves a little bit and you know do some stretches try to jump over their own bar at the end of the day you know just try to be a little bit better than they were yesterday you know whatever that might look like so maybe going out getting some fresh air if uh if they're feeling really upset or like if they're having a rough day of games just like uh sitting down maybe meditating a little bit but it's just like, <laughs> in a crude way, I'm just saying, do better, man. But, but it's like, everybody has the capacity to, and I believe in y'all. Heart, heart, very nice, very kind. <laughs> Stylosa. I mean, I, I think the Overwatch community is is extremely diverse, and you have to like if you if if you go back and you look at the FPS space before Overwatch. Okay, sure, you could say Team Fortress Two, maybe. But Overwatch is a game that opened up the FPS genre to people who would simply never play FPS games in the past. 
I mean, Counter-Strike, for as good as it is, or games of that ilk, it's all, it's a very specific audience which picks that game up. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Overwatch opened it to everybody. It was like, look at this. We've designed a game with characters that target pretty much... Well, not target, but you can relate to these characters. A lot of different people can relate to them. And the game needs to build more on that, really. And it needs to um, push forward with that, with Overwatch 2. And, and in terms of what they do with Overwatch 2 community development, well, I mean, they just need to do better. <laughs> they just need to do everything. Like, th there are some things which they've done okay, but everything needs to be ramped up. I just think, I don't know, like, again, like, this just all comes back to what I honestly believe is a massive gamble for Overwatch 2. And is it going to pay off? I don't know. Because, like, we have to remember, we are at the end of, of the Overwatch lifespan. And as much as we want things to change now with the game, it's very unlikely it will until Overwatch 2 comes out. And then it will be a case of, are things changing fast enough? And how long can people wait if things don't change fast enough? Yeah, very wisely spoken. Kind of why why I wanted to start Losa here because he's he's he knows he knows he knows man he All knows. Right. <laughs> How old are you guys? Right? What what's your age? I know I'm old as shit. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm twenty five. Twenty two here. I'm turning twenty two in August. I'm gonna be mysterious and say late twenties. <laughs> well, I'm considerably older. <laughs> hey, no, I remember. I I was Jesus Christ. I was twenty. Seven, twenty-eight when Overwatch came out. <laughs> good God. Yeah, but no, the, the, I think this has been a really good debate. There's a lot of like there are a lot of issues in the game that do need sorting. I think there are issues that are not specific to Overwatch that are specific to a lot of different games. Well, that are it's not just an Overwatch only problem. It's problems for a, a bunch of other games as well. But that's not to say they don't mm -hmm. need to be spoken about, and they really do. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad this happened. It's good. Yeah. No. Yeah, and I, I just kind of. Only, my thoughts are going to be again cha channeling a bit of what you all said. I'm also going to be a bit metaphorical, like Faria said, in a little bit. People, you know, I'm going to sound like a bit of a head in the clouds tree hugger, but I was actually before this podcast started, I was I was doing I was having a little walk outside, enjoying the sunshine, the beautiful British summer that will probably be gone tomorrow. <laughs> um, and I was like thinking, you know, okay, what, what are the things we want to bring up? What are the things we want to talk about? How, how do we solve toxicity? And I was just walking by and there's like a, a young father playing with his children and his daughter just, you know, was like, daddy, like she gave him a little football. And she's like, I want you to kick this into the universe, daddy. Like, I want you to kick this so high that it goes into another planet. And he was like, oh, my. OK, I guess I can try that. All right. All right. Let's just make sure nobody's around. And it was just like a it was just like a really nice human moment. It's just a reminder to me, like, just get the fuck outside, guys. Like if you're ever like sitting in your game and you're just like molding over someone's fucking hero pick or who you think they are just go outside yeah. <laughs> just go outside and so realize the, that the real world real yeah, world yeah, exists yeah. there's an element of that yeah i mean that that is like you know you can't just i mean doing the same thing over and over again is a definition of madness isn't it you wouldn't just carry on like i've had such a bad game i'm just going to play another game oh it's been bad i'll have another game and another game and another game you're not going to keep doing that problem is overwatch kind of does make you do that sometimes <laughs> yeah it's easy to fall it's easy to fall into all these traps i think we'd all be lying if we yeah, said yeah. sometimes we didn't behave poorly like we didn't get angry we didn't say stuff that were like oh shit i shouldn't have said that that was a bit unnecessary like why was i why was i so mad it was just a game so i think yeah I, the same message that i always say human empathy guys human empathy like we're not gladiators fighting to the death just human empathy just 
remember there's another person there. Just be kind if you can and understand when others are having a bad day and cut them some slack. Um, yeah, that's my message. So, And Overwatch 2, I, please don't flop. That's my message. Please don't um, flop. Please. please. <laughs> We're literally, literally, please. But yeah, any other thoughts, guys, before I send it over? Um, really thank, thank you so much for all of you for joining me. Uh, for those in Twitch chat, all these guys' socials are in a command with their names. So if you put exclamation mark and then their name that you see underneath them, brings up a list of all their socials. And again, those of you who listen to this on YouTube and podcast services in the future, underneath in the description, there will all be all these guys' socials. So please show them love. Thank them for coming here and subscribe, like, follow, all the things. And yeah, thank you guys for joining me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for thank talking you. about all this. That that was incredibly validating and just nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, SVB, thank you for being interested in like talking about this and, and starting a discussion. And, you know, everyone, thank you for you know, agreeing to be here and wanting to be part of this and, and kind of open up this conversation. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go touch some grass, as chat was saying. And yeah, have a good one, guys. Peace out.